Hey, Patriots fans, if you want to see Toyota's best offers, including those not seen on TV, go to buyatoyota.com. It's Toyota's official website for deals from the official vehicle of the New England Patriots. Toyota, let's go places! Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world's original podcast. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. Do we ever get to the bottom of that play? Nope. No, but here's the thing. What they were doing was hoping for a muff. You know, because you can fair catch that pooch, right? Yep. Drop so it. It's a live ball. It's the same as a kickoff? Correct. Friends at a loss. I don't know. Evan, uh, I, I heard that you are directing a new movie called Broke Mac Mountain. That's a that's a so, PFW for, cover right how, there. I didn't really like, I didn't really care for that movie. <laughs> Anyways. He knows my bag of tricks on the cheerleader front, I guess. Yeah. So. I They're walking so. away. The cheerleaders are walking away. They look back and they say, come with me. You know, like that's that's my move. Taekwon, Mr. 428, takes four years off my life running the damn route. Run the I damn route, ball. dude. Ball, ball. How are you doing, Bill? Like, how are you coping oh, no. with all of this? Who cares? This, this is Patriots Unfiltered. Presented by Toyota's official website for deals, buyatoyota.com. All right, welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. It is Wednesday here at Gillette Stadium. So it's turn the page day, and I turn the page. And I have a nightmare because <laughs> I don't like the what's on the next. Page. It's the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> that used to be a game where I would look forward to because it was oh. going to be a win. But over the last four years or so, yeah, I the, think the turntables have tables have turned. have turned seven and one. The last time we had a chance to beat them, Cam Newton fumbled. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. true. That, well, I mean, the win, no, the win game. Oh, yeah. the win game. Yeah. Win game. I, I forget about that. Won, right. Yeah. The win game. Yeah. They actually won that one. Yeah, they, they won that did. one. We did. Miles we win that one. Um, that's, that's the one in the one in seven. Yep. Yeah. 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 But this is going to be a tough one. How did Cam almost do that? I, I can have for a second. Like I, like, I keep like, wow, that game was close. And then I remember what the heck happened. If I'm not mistaken, that was the first game. Didn't they, out, wait, out of the seven. And yeah. Buffalo still had that thing. Like, at some point, the Jets are going to beat the Patriots, too. Maybe it'll be the last game this yeah. year. Uh-huh. But, like, you don't think that that had anything to do with the Patriots beating the Jets in week three. Oh, like the fact course. that they constantly yeah, lose the to the Patriots. Yeah. And I think that was the first one out of these seven games that Evan just talked about yeah. was the Cam Newton fumble game. Yeah. yeah. What was the one that Jonathan Jones like had head to head contact with him? And did, did Josh Allen go out? Was that like 19? I mean, I know that, it was here, but I, I, I don't remember. It was in. Oh, see, I remember I that being. Buffalo. Yeah, no, yeah, it was, was in Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah. yeah I think that's, it was a, 19. that's a game that Buffalo was game. probably going to win yeah. if that didn't happen. I think Matt Barkley had to come in. Yeah, yeah. we might need something like that to happen this week. Well, his sh- uh, he does have a shoulder injury. Still didn't help. He does have a shoulder injury. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Superman is hurt. Yeah. He All has right. not run as much this year. No, no. twenty-two carries. Yeah. yeah, they've been trying to 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 manage him. I, I'm, I'm disappointed that Tamara's not here though, because like I, I would allow her to tell the story of my love affair with Josh Allen now, and uh, she's not here to tell the whole story. <laughs> oh my so. God. I, I just I don't know if it's gonna land the same, but All right. dun, dun, dun. she's in L.A. She's shooting a, a commercial. Uh, I'm oh, sorry, what? Very famous. Yeah. What is she doing? Yeah, shooting a commercial. Yeah. Well, you can't give her. It's not for us. No, no, it's, not it's for us. Side, Nothing to do with football. side hustle. It's a little, Paul. It's a little side hustle. It's a little side fun. That yeah. She's not. She's in L.A. Oh. Yeah, living the dream during the season. Huh? Yeah. 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 Um. All right. So we got we got the bills to talk about. You know how, you know how might the Patriots pull this off? It's. You know, I think I heard it's like uh, 
nine and a half underdog, home dog right now? Eight oh, and a half. Eight and a half. Oh, it yeah. went down. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's hard. I mean, Evan laid out everything of how they've done recently, but it's just, it's hard to make a case to yourself and, you know, legitimately talk yourself into how the Patriots could pull it off unless there's, you know, something miraculous happens, whether it's the weather or a Josh Allen injury or, you know, something yeah, well, like that. Well, let me ask a question to the group. Yeah. Um, the Bills' offense has been sporadic this year. Yeah. They've had good games, that and is then correct. and yep. so when they have a bad game, what is the deal? Clunky at the wrong points, like just Turnovers. making dumb. Yeah, I mean that's always a part of it. But I think too, it's just weird stuff happens. Like you know, I think Paul talked about it with the last game where you know get no problem to like the forty, uh, you know, the, the plus forty, but then. Stuff happens. Guys run into each other. You know, it's hell. Like, I watched the Sunday night game, and it was weird because I never watched and said, wow, the the Bills' offense is really struggling tonight. But then you look up, and they had no points going into the fourth quarter. Now, it's a little deceiving because they only had um, two possessions in the second half, really. It's crazy. And they scored touchdowns on both of them. Um, And then they got the ball at the end and didn't get the first down because Dawson Knox dropped that ball. So, technically, three possessions. Um but they had like a 10 minute drive for a touchdown and then got the ball back again and had like an 8 minute drive for a touchdown and that was how they got their 14 points and all of a sudden the game is over you know it was just one of those games with very few possessions now i guess if you could somehow figure out a way to do that but the key to that i thought for the giants sunday night was they were possessing the ball and the patriots really haven't shown the ability to do that you know, I, I could see a scenario where the Patriots, I don't you know, maybe they, they, they cause a punt or two. Um, but <laughs> I could so, so optimistic. <laughs> I could see no, no, no. the scenario. Well, that's what they did last game. Yeah. And you had a chance to win. They caused two punts. It's just when you say yeah, like, that way. But that's, like, that's the reality of what we're doing. I'm not yeah. trying to be, no. like, no, I, no, no. I know I'm, I'm normally swinging from, from the hip and being <laughs> snarky, but I'm just. Now it's real. I'm going with, yeah. That, that's all gone now. <laughs> I got I got to be careful now. <laughs> this is real. Yeah. This it's, is not what's going to prevent us from from hosting the AFC Championship game anymore. Right. This is real. Yeah. This is like what's going to prevent you from having the number one overall pick. Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, Josh Allen. It's it's just his uncanny ability to make plays, even when you've got him cornered. And I just think that's something that is so tough with the Patriots' pass rush because you you, you have to get to him. And first, you have to disrupt him out of the pocket. But then a whole other part of the story begins where it's getting him and, you know, holding coverage and not allowing him to make those throws like he made last year where he's, you know, one foot halfway out of bounds and then just right. fires it back for a touchdown. You know, it's just it's I, I, I mean, I, I, I say I love watching him because what he's done to the Patriots. But you just you have to respect how talented and deadly he is until the play is over. And just for a defense that's struggling to get pressure right now they're banged up on the back end you don't I mean you, you can't even really roll Jonathan Jones out there and, and even he going back and looking at some of the stats of how he matched up against Diggs the last couple of times is not not good you know not good he's given up a bunch of catches to him and a couple touchdowns so you know what what do they pull out of the bag this week even when they had their full contingent in the last couple of years their defense you had Jude on you had you know everybody was kind of out there it's 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 hard to see what the plan's going to be I saw one you know X and O uh, analysis of what's going on with them in 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 this particular scenario, Josh. You know they claim that Allen was forcing it to Diggs too much. He wasn't seeing the field. That there's guys there and he's 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 locked in on Diggs too often 
and that sometimes hurts them. Well, they don't really have any secondary receiving threats right now. Like Gabe Davis is an okay player, and they drafted Dalton Kincaid in the first round, but he hasn't really panned out quite yet. So really, their their offense, and this is uh, kind of what I'm writing about in, in game plan. They've been trying for like a couple years now to be less Allen and Dig centric, like because uh, it, it seems like their offense too often comes down to just Allen and Diggs playing hero ball and them just making something happen. And when you get into the playoffs, like this isn't about the Patriots, like this is about their Super Bowl aspirations. And then when you get into the playoffs and you have to win left-handed, they can't, like they don't have a plan B. They are, their plan A is as good as anybody's plan A in the entire NFL. But if their plan A has a bad day, then they don't really have a plan B. So they've been trying to, you know, run the ball a little bit more traditionally, like from under center and not using Allen as a runner, as as Paul pointed out, or uh, you know, drafting Kincaid to try to get somebody else besides Stephon Diggs that can, uh, you know, be a, a consistent threat. But every time the Patriots play the Bills, I feel like the Bills are a Tesla and the Patriots are like a Model T in terms of the offenses and the philosophy even. Like the Bills are are as you know they are one of the best modern franchises in the league like they are great kicker <laughs> yeah great exactly Tyler my point Kevich. they are uh you know their offense is like people like me that love the 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 analytics and love the film and stuff like that their offense is what the nerds want football to be played like nowadays they're an aggressive early down passing offense they have this cyborg playing quarterback they have a number one superstar receiver and they are just all gas no breaks and if you're a team like the patriots all you need to like you just need to hope that they don't just run you the so what did the giants do in the first half so the the bit i my whole thing with, with how if you want to try to figure this out i i call josh allen captain chaos right like he is one of those quarterbacks that like deuce was saying he just thrives in chaos like if you you can get pressure you can uh, you know hold up in the back end and he's just gonna run around and find out right like that's just who he is as a player and i think for belichick what makes that so difficult is there's such a rules-based defense like there's such a like you know do your job fundamental and all this kind of stuff but what happens when the other guy's a cheat code like and you just you can you can sit there and and play great coverage and he's still going to beat you so I I think what the Giants did and Wink Martindale is a notorious uh, blitzer and just yeah, aggressive defensive coordinator and uh, what the Giants did what the Jets do a little bit is they fight chaos with chaos like if you're gonna you're gonna be chaotic and you're gonna uh, you know play that way we're gonna uh, send different pressure looks at you we're gonna spin the dial in the back end and you are never gonna know what we are in like you're you are never gonna just line up across from you and play you straight I mean, up. I mean that sounds like something Patriots defense has done well in the past is spin the dial, give the quarterback different looks, try to confuse them and all that. But right now, because of the injuries, I don't know if they're they have all the, you know, the little notches on their dial right yeah. now available to them. You know what yeah. I'm kind of remembering is there was a point, I don't know, oh nine, ten, something like that. One of the years they were really having trouble getting after the quarterback. And then all of a sudden they just started putting like one defensive lineman down and everybody else is like walking around and it was just yeah. kind of felt like drastic times yeah. call for I drastic called it the measures. cocktail party the cocktail party everybody's yeah. walking yeah. around like I don't know if they can go to that on you know base downs anything they like co- that they but call it an amoeba an amoeba. amoeba so yeah. I just I wonder if something like that is, is coming some kind of just like drastic kind of change to yeah. try I, to I think the really out. the game the other night 
was about the Giants offense. The Giants offense stayed on the field and kept Josh Allen on the sideline. I mean, I'm just looking in the, in the turnovers. The turnovers were huge. They they went three and out to start the game. Uh, Buffalo did. Then they drove 40 yards and fumbled, 38 yards. Then they uh, missed a field goal and had a pick. Mm. Like yeah, just like that. And all of a sudden, you don't yeah. score. Now the second half, it was touchdown, touchdown, missed field goal. They had three. They had three possessions. Right. But what were those drives like? Touchdown. Seven, touchdown. Seventeen eighty-four. 12-70, and then the last one they took over in field goal range, it missed the field goal. Mm. 12 uh, minutes? No, 12 plays for oh, 70 12 plays. yards. Okay. It was 10 minutes. Yeah, 10 minutes. Nine that's, 50, that's a long drive. 9.58. <laughs> so what the Giants did was they possessed the ball in the first half. Do you have what the final time 32 to 28. Okay. Um, and that's with a 10-minute touchdown drive for Buffalo. They still didn't have the ball for four minutes more than, than the Giants <laughs> wow. did. Wow. Yeah. So, like – it's easy to sit here and say, that's what the Patriots have to do. Well, how do you do that? But yeah. How do you possess the ball when you haven't been able to move the ball all year? Right. Right. I also just think, like, you know, the, the Bills, they can score so quickly. So, I, I like, as much as you want to say possess the ball, like, they, they can just score in, in 30 right. seconds. Yeah. And, it's like, well, and that's what the Giants did a good job of making them go slow, which yeah. is kind of like what the Patriots did in the Thursday night game last year. Yeah. And everybody sort of criticized, myself included, well, if you're just going to sit back and let them do that, and they win 24 to 10 instead of you know 34 to 24, yeah. what's the difference? Mm-hmm. You know, would be my argument. But I think the Giants did a little of that on, in the Sunday night game, and I, I actually thought we're, we're talking about all these things that are wrong with Buffalo. They've had a few games where they've been slowed down. They've also had a few games that they've they been typically their yeah. dominant selves. Yeah. yeah. So you know. Which one you're going to get on on Sunday? Right. You know, my guess is you're going to get the better view, the uh, better version of Buffalo's offense because it was three weeks in a row where they were up uh, in the upper 30s and into the 40s, and then you know, then they had 20 in London and then 14. I actually, from a Buffalo perspective, and I agree with Evan, I, I kind of like Josh Allen. I like watching him play, mm. even though um, you know he's in the division. Definitely respect him. Um, yeah. I I would I came out of the game Sunday night with Buffalo from their perspective, saying that's a game that they always lose. It's a tight game. They they lose a lot of close games. You know, it was a tight game throughout. They looked like they weren't quite sharp. This is a game that Buffalo always finds a way to lose, and they won um, by skin of their teeth. Yeah. yeah. Now the the game ended in I, I thought that McDermott the game I, ended in the Giants' hands though. Right? Yeah. At the one yard. Oh, line. Yeah. the one yard line. I know. Yeah. And, yeah. Untimed down. Yeah. Now. We we can get to that stuff too, but I thought McDermott did a disservice in the game. I don't think they should have tried that field goal that they missed at the end, which would have made it an eight point game. I would have just punted and tried to pin him inside the ten and made Tyrod Taylor go ninety yards in in two minutes for a touchdown yeah. to see if he could do it. Instead, you gave him the ball at the forty three yard line. Now I know he doesn't expect to miss the field goal. The guys, the guy literally had his first two misses of any kicks all season That's in that great. game. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought that was week. a mistake. The end of the game. I don't. Did you see any of the end of the game, Fred? No. Uh, well, it came down. They fast they, asleep. They kind of, the, the Bills defense did a good job. They made them go like five yards at a time and take the clock all the way down. There was nine seconds left. They were at the fifteen. Yeah. And then Tyrod Taylor ran on 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 the play to make it down to two seconds from the ten. Then they threw a pass in the end zone that got called for pass interference, which was very a very cheesy call on the pass interference. Then the next play was an untimed down from the one, 
and the guy absolutely abused Darren Waller. I don't have any idea how they didn't call pass interference on the second one. It was one of the most blatant pass interferences you'll ever see. They should have had another untimed down from the half-yard line. I also wondered why they didn't run. And I know they ran at the end I, of the first half. The the play call by the Giants on that last play was brutal. I mean, like, you have the the one thing that Tyrod has going for him is that he can run. So, like, how you don't, like, put some sort of look on, on with his legs involved. I, I They just, like, straight drop back, play action past it yeah. and try to, like, hit, yeah. like, a I pop thought that pass. was weird. Um, yeah. And I, I, you know, they had it covered, too. I thought he did a good job, but he definitely, yes, Ter- he definitely interfered with him. Yeah. I mean, there's no question. I thought the first one that gave him the second chance yeah. was a little ticky-tack. That one was not. I can't believe they didn't call yeah. I, the, Johnson the, for that one. This Bills offense, like this is this is their mo though. They're a volatile group. Like they're either, like I said, they're either running you over or they're having games like they had last week, and uh, that's what they're trying to coach out of this group, and uh, that's why they are trying to find like a, a traditional running game, and there are like just things that you can just lean on when like Allen's. Uh, nonsense like isn't working for whatever reason they can go to something else and well, be more well, consistent. Paul, do you think maybe like you said that's usually a game they lose do you feel like maybe this is, is something they're, they're finding a little a bit maybe, sign, maybe yeah. a positive turn and for i them. think back to the monday night game that they like a horrific loss to start the season in, yeah. in the aaron Rodgers game um i actually looked at it as it didn't work but they lined the first time they got inside the 10 they lined up under center put damian harris in the game and tried to run it in like every other team does and, you know, they didn't score a lot of points that night. You know, the offense wasn't good in that game. But I just thought maybe they have sort of looked at some of the things that they've fallen short at. Now, last year, notwithstanding, last year they had a complete and utter collapse in their playoff loss to Cincinnati. They got dominated on both sides of the ball for 60 minutes. The bulk of their playoff losses, the offense has been pretty good, especially the one uh, two years ago in Kansas City. Yeah. was an unbelievable shootout. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily say they have to do things differently other than you got to try to protect Josh Allen. Yeah. And I do think that that's part of it. I think there have been times where he would have run in the past. And I think he's really trying to say, okay, you know, we're in the middle of October. Do we really need this third down more than that third down? And he still does it in the goal line. I think he has three out of, you know, 22 carries, three of them are rushing touchdowns. Um, so he's still doing it, I think, when he gets down in the red zone and stuff. But he also still does, like, really reckless things. Yeah. Like, the, the game-winning touchdown pass was no, no, no. Oh, great. great. Oh, Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah. You know? Got it. Like, it was yeah. a terrible decision. And that, those are the things that just, as a defensive guy like Belichick, like, that just has to be absolutely maddening. Like, yeah. we got pressure, we covered it perfectly, and then he just does some st- – Stupid thing that no one else should do. Did you in see their the world. end zone look of that play? Yeah, it's ridiculous. He that the the first of all it was like a third tight end who only played because Dalton Kincaid yeah. didn't play that mm-hmm. night. Um, it was the first time the guy was targeted all year. Morris. He wasn't looking, and there was a giant right next to him when he threw the ball. Like. I, he gets away that's with that's Mac. It. It's like going. Oh, if it's Mac, it would have taken a half hour to get there, and a guy would have turned. I'm not being serious. That's like Elway can do that. Josh Allen can do that. Everybody else can't. So it's going to be a monumental task. You know, normally, like if the Patriots were a dog against an AFC East, you say, well, you know, division game. They'll figure out a way to keep it close. You know, like they did earlier with Miami. 
and obviously they beat the Jets, but the Patriots are going the wrong direction, and I don't know. I don't know what they can do to keep this one close. I'm, you know, I I actually think that they they might not do anything to keep it close, but for Buffalo, like this reminds me, like you like mentioned, Fred, like you know the Patriots are other teams like get right games right right now. This reminds me of like a take care of business game for Buffalo. Like yep. they, yeah. Josh Allen's banged up a little bit. He's got a shoulder injury. He's going to practice. I think McDermott said, but he's going to be limited, and they don't need to bring their A plus stuff to this game to beat the well, Patriots. Well, frankly, the last time that Buffalo played here, they didn't have their foot on the gas the whole game. That's no. sort of the type right. of game that yeah. I'm predicting. That was a business like Thursday night road win. Right. That's they sort blew of what them I'm out predicting. in the first half and coasted in the second. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know, and the Patriots used to do this for twenty years, right? Where we're you know, we're a little banged up, where you know, we have this, you know, next week is a bigger game or something like that. We're just gonna so score maybe twenty. They're underestimating the Patriots. No. no. It's just like I'm if, sure they are. If the score I don't think it matters. If the score I, I just don't anticipate they're gonna lose by thirty because I don't think Buffalo is gonna come out. You know, Dallas was motivated in that game after losing to the Cardinals and they destroyed the Patriots. I, I would say that the Bills are, are more in the take care of business category in this one. And the like, health of the Bills defense I think will uh, make it difficult for them to to blow them out because that's how they usually blow teams out is when they get their offense rolling then that pass rush causes turnovers but everybody's missing from the Bills defense I mean they're missing like five starters so um, it the the pass rush seems to be still intact health wise you know Leonard Floyd and Epinesa and those guys Vaughn Miller I was pretty active in that last drive the other night even though he didn't get any um, he didn't get any sacks and I don't know, it's hard to record pressures, so it's hard to tell. So who, um, who's to say? He had one. <laughs> Did he have one? In that last Officially, drive. He yeah. was, he, but he was definitely flashing on that drive, and yeah. I'm sure that bothered it's scary Taylor. thinking about him going into that mix with those guys but already. Yeah. Milano's loss is huge. He's out. Daquan yeah. Jones's loss is huge in the middle Trey for White. them. And Trey White is, yeah. is All out. All three levels. They had, um, who was the other one? Is it Dane Jackson? Who, who's the other? Who's the corner? Dane Jackson. Is that right? Yeah. Is he the I guy who missed I, the yeah. game? I think so because and, Ben uh, was out yeah. there. Trima- uh, yeah, yeah. Johnson okay. was out there. Yeah, so Jackson, who was probably their third corner because they had to play Elam, who has been really bad. He's yeah. a first-round bust yep. for them. Yep. Um, Kyer Elam. Uh, Christian Benford has, has played pretty well. Um, but, you know, this is like the old thing that Freddie always talks about. Everybody has to slide up a notch and – you know he's he's Benford's probably pretty good as a second banana, right? But now you get no Trey White. I, I, I like Taron John. I agree with uh, Evan on he's on, one of the on, best on Taron Johnson. Yeah, that's yeah. where guys made some plays too in yeah. replacement of uh of what's his face that went yeah, to Chicago. Yeah, but he's he's small and he's the guy who got called for pass interference in the end zone. That's what like, I would like. There's some vulnerability there in the middle. Yeah, if you're looking at where the Patriots offense could find some hay in this game. It's, it's probably running the, Run ball. the ball like those linebackers, the like the, the bills had Milano and Edmonds for years. And that was one of the best linebacker duos in the league. This is not that like, they don't have those two guys anymore. And both the guys that they're playing in there, cause they play so much zone coverage. They they're smaller, you know, to play yeah. uh, in, in space and coverage. So uh, the, the giants, even though it, you know, didn't add up to, I think it was like 3.9 a carry or something like that. But Barkley had a few big runs. Well, that, in that last game. drive that they ended up, you know, and this is another one that Dable, like they, the Giants probably should have won the game. Like that drive that Evans talking about in the fourth quarter was like 19 yards, 34 yeah. yards. They get effortlessly down the field. They had third down and like this much. Here you go, that much, guys. 
and he run he he, th- he throws the ball with 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 uh, Taylor. He goes for a, a a bigger play, and they're in the red zone, and it's incomplete. And I'm thinking, well, okay, you took a shot for a touchdown there. They're gonna go for it. And yeah, he kicks the field goal yeah. to take the nine seven lead. I'm like, you got like you you had them on the run. I mean, what are the what are the odds that they were gonna come up with a stop there on the run? I know they stopped them in the goal line. Um, and I think they stopped a third and short earlier in the game. But at that time in the game, I thought the Bills' defense looked vulnerable to the run, and Barkley was sort of heating up. Yeah, yeah you can run downhill on this Bills team. Like, they, they're they smaller. Uh, Daquan Jones is not healthy. The linebackers are smaller and aren't the same uh, talent level as the guys that you used to have in there. And, uh, you know, they play that over front, and the Patriots have always pulled a lot of guards against Buffalo and, and ran it down down their throats. And I, I do think you can do that. Now, are they going to be able to throw it on the Bills? I, they couldn't throw it on the Bills even when Brady was yeah. here when McDermott once McDermott got there. So it, it's been a little yeah. bit rough. That's so why I was going to say Poyer and Hyde. It's yeah. kind of like McCourty and Chung, you know, just a long-term safety duo that knows what to do, knows where everybody are at. And, I mean, we've seen, you know, how many picks they've had on Mac. A couple, at least. I remember the playoff one to Aguilar, but but those guys are really good, too, on the back end. In terms of the Patriots' health, um, it's probably better to talk about who's available rather than who's out because it's a long list. And, and expect well, that to get longer yeah. as these losses um, pile up. Did, now, the Patriots practice Tuesday, a rare Tuesday practice. Did they issue a participation no, report? They don't no, they don't have They'll to. They'll get it to us on Wednesday. They don't so. have to? No, yeah. it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see today, Evan. I mean, I'm curious when Evan goes out, which of those veterans are. Yeah. Now, McDermott's back. Uh, on the was, Connor McDermott. Connor yeah. McDermott. He was signed to the practice squad. Yes. Yeah. So but I would expect him to be elevated. elevated. Yeah. Right. If he's healthy, yeah. If he's ready to go. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I think everybody is at, at this point, like, just surprised they couldn't find something else to, to swap in there, uh, you know, for Vidarian Lowe. So I... I hope I'm hopeful. I'm kind of hopeful, like just to change it up a little bit. Another um, item of minutia uh, in terms of injuries. Um, Bill indicated oh, today yes. that Riley Reef's injury last week was something different than what had originally sidelined him. So that's not good. Yeah, it's I saw uh, Riley Reef limping around the locker room yesterday with a sleeve on his right leg. And so he he opened the season on IR. He came back good. and played okay at guard. I thought, yeah, um, like, and most uh, most people thought for like three quarters of a game, and and then and then he went back out. And then he was inactive last week. He was an early inactive. Didn't make the trip to Vegas. Um, and Bill indicated today that it was something different than had originally mm. sidelined him. So that's not good. Antonio Maffi, yeah, for better or worse, yeah, Ed Oliver, jeez. <laughs> yeah. See, Ed Oliver's one of those interior defensive linemen I really like. But you can run at him a little bit. But he's he's yeah. good like, <clears throat> all around. Can somebody teach Antonio Mafia how to pick up a stunt? Like, please. Like, I noticed that, Just, too. like, get yeah. – get, like, Scar's coming here this weekend, right? Like, can we just get him to stop by for, like, a couple hours and just be like, this is what you do, okay? Like, this is what you do when they do this. It's funny because, like, on one you – I mean, I don't know what the exact measurements are. But, like, on one you similar squarish body type. But he's got some foot – movement skills like i just feel like mafia is so heavy so heavy footed i think you know? it's and recognition I, on the stunts like i i just don't think he sees them coming and like i i that's what frustrates me about it because like to me like you should be able to coach him up like it's i don't think yeah. that it's like he is too slow to like you know foot speed wise to react to it i just don't like he's just his eyes are in the wrong places and he doesn't see it coming and it's like come on like this is going on and now teams are are just doing it on purpose just to mess with them right like they just they're doing it over and over and over again and and making him do it and And until he he picks one up he's going to keep seeing them yeah 
Uh, as Evan reported yesterday, Jack Jones returned to the practice field. Um, is he is he available right away? I know the you know they, they, they have, have to make I mean, a decision. Have to put him on the roster. Twenty one yeah, days by Saturday, yeah. by yeah. three weeks, but he could play. He could play on, Sunday. Yeah, yes. they could activate yeah. him on Saturday. Yeah, yep. I think it'd be a, a nice little boost for him, just because it seems like Jonathan Jones is really he's hurt, hurt. He's hurt. Yeah. I mean, he's fighting through things right now. I don't know when he is going to be healthy, and it's just tough. It's tough. I mean, maybe J.C. Jackson is starting to you know get a little bit more situated, I guess, but. I don't know. He kind of feels like he is what he is. and Yeah, I thought Mike Pellegrino had some interesting answers about J.C. yesterday, and he, he said to me that uh, if J.C. makes a mistake uh, that you see on the tape, it's my fault, like Pellegrino's fault. And he's like, you know, the, like he's making some mental errors right now, and it's because we're not, you know, we got to coach him better. Like we got to coach him up on some of the things that he's making mistakes on. I, I thought in terms of like actual coverage, JC was really good in that game against Vegas. I mean, they took a couple shots against him, and he was blanketing uh, the guys. So I, I think a lot of the the mental stuff, the coaches are kind of taking responsibility for that. So hopefully that will eventually get better do you remember him going up against digs at all did he have any? oh it was horrible oh, yeah yeah oh yeah. yeah yeah the monday night game when in i was 2020 remember right? when i was yeah. in, a, in a coma and i couldn't <laughs> make, do you remember, i'm serious <laughs> yes it's the only yeah it's literally the only game i've ever missed for illness in yeah. my life <laughs> that game was just a track meet that was the infamous yeah. lewis riddick they think they have a plan for Josh Allen. I think was, uh, <laughs> I think Diggs had three touchdowns on him in that game. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I yeah. didn't even realize bringing that up. Yeah, and then uh, 21 in Buffalo. Uh, JC, playoff game? No, no. In the regular season, I think JC had an interception, but Diggs had a, a big touch. You know, it was like kind of like a yeah. you know two haymaker type situation. Diggs is never um, – it's one of the rare one guy on the other team never beats the Patriots. He always has been it's productive. Like salt in the wound, Paul. I think he has six touchdowns like in, in six games yeah. against the Patriots. No, they can't stop him. He's as a bill. I mean, yeah. not counting he's, what he did against uh, when he's he was He's been Minnesota. their kryptonite. Kid, like, probably, like, more so, I would say, even than Tyree Kill in, in yeah. some ways. Like, at least they've, in some games against Tyree Kill, they've, like, kind of solved that that problem with digs they yeah they like he averages about 90 yards it's it's um, yeah a game it's not the, the same Patriots. as brady and edelman but it's just like how is he open on third and eight like how are you not covering him you know like they yeah. just somehow are able to execute plays when like it's going to digs it's going to go to digs and it goes to digs and there's just you're powerless to stop it that's the key that's what a top flight Number receiver one. can do and Number that's one. why they're such big difference makers they get open yeah. even yeah. when you try to stop them they, it, they it's get really open. hard to bracket him because he's such good so good at running vertical routes and like the problems with brackets is like all right you got him if he goes inside i got him if he goes outside but who got him if he goes deep right like that's like the always the issue so you can't bracket him uh, because he's so good at going deep, but then if you just put one guy on him, even if he has safety help over the top, he's so good underneath. So then it's just like, you know, what do you really do? You know, to take him out. You it's, got a it's high, tough. low, and inside, outside. You got to put four guys on. Him. <laughs> you gotta, there you go. Yeah, and they have to be fast and fast. Yeah, maybe physical too. Yeah, pretty strong. Too. All right, eight five five Pats five hundred is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web Radio at Patriots dot com is the email address. Something that uh, caught my eye. This morning, um, I didn't know. Uh, I don't want to digress too much, but Caleb Williams yeah. says whoever he gets drafted by, he wants a piece of the team. Yeah. What does he come off? Okay, so do <laughs> I. Where do you come off? Well, that's also illegal. You can't. Well, yeah, yeah but, but like, why? Like, I'm a little worried about this guy. I'm, Me too. Yeah. 
I'm getting there as well. Yeah. I, I, usually I poo-poo you on some I of know, those things. I, I don't on this. Yeah. I, uh, I, you know, the whole NIL thing and now this. Yeah. Like, USC. Is this guy worth the, the hassle? Uh, yeah. It's so funny. I was thinking that same thing this morning, and I was like, oh, maybe I should bring that up on the show. And then I was just imagining you guys be like, oh, you don't want him now? Because he's like, oh, he's a little bit too no, touchy. I'm, like, I'm you a know, little worried. But yeah. I, like, everybody's oh, the same no, no. way of being like, yeah, that's kind of weird. I, like, worry if, kinda... I worry about how much he cares about football. Yeah. yeah. Like, does he care more about this stuff? Than, right. than anything else. That's right. all. I mean, I think he could play. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't care about the three. I mean, he had a terrible game the other night. Why would you put that out? I mean, do you think it was put out there or is that kind of – I don't know. Like, why well, would you put it, that out It did there? originate it's from right. Pro Football Talk, right? Yeah. So it's in question. Can, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I just thought I'd throw that out there. A little college. I, I'm, I'm slowly starting to be a Drake May guy. Like, I'm already a Drake May guy as the number two quarterback I, I behind Caleb Williams. I need to look at him. I need to get my you haven't You haven't dealt I, in? I haven't uh, looked at Drake May Our doesn't come yet. out till like, April. Yeah, yeah he's dead. He's, he's screwed. <laughs> Drake May and, and the beast. is... Uh, <laughs> the beast. He's, he's just cool, you know? Like, he's got that, like, swag. Herbert Burrow, just, like, like that. cool yeah. swagginess to him. And I don't think that he'm he's, like, a, How tall is he? a diva like Caleb Williams, like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, oh, also, I like that, too. I also kind of like the guy that are dominant with less traditional programs mm-hmm. than, you know, like the yeah. Mac. He's a winner. You know, but, like, he lifts those around him. Like, yeah. North Carolina is, is a good team, okay? I'm not telling you this is, you know, Vanderbilt. But they're, they're a good team, but they're not a blue blood like, like, in, in, like they are in basketball. And, you know, I think Oklahoma, USC for Caleb Williams, there's a lot of mm-hmm. NFL players that, that is there. I don't know. If they'll have as many for North Carolina, they've had some good skill guys in recent yeah. years. Uh, yeah. North Carolina Couple receivers, yeah. Some Isn't that where we got Jimmy Hitchcock from? Too. Yeah, uh, he was NC State, I believe. Oh, NC State. We like those guys. Okay. Javante Williams was that one? Yeah, I think uh, Javante Williams Josh was one. Downs, Michael Carter, the the, Carter. Like the pass catching running back Brown. for the Jets. Yeah. Receiver. Yeah, got yeah. a good program going on. Yeah, they do. Good program. Well, they well Matt, you know, Matt Brown's a good coach. They're very good at uh at recruiting like those spots though. Like they're yeah. <laughs> like the skill positions, quarterback, uh their line play is terrible. Do you guys put a lot of stock into like I'd never draft a fill in the blank position from fill in the blank school? No, but I do think there's some validity to some of it. Yeah. <laughs> like the Ohio State quarterback thing, yeah, yeah. you know. Is That's a li- the only is, is one that I – because their <laughs> offense is, like, really unique to Ohio State. And a lot of those quarterbacks fail because, like, they have very uh, weird kind of details in that offense that are, you know, dropbacks, like how they like their quarterbacks to – drop back and progressions and things like that are all like backwards so but like going back a ways though like you know even when it's historical and you know i just am always like well are the systems kind of consistent through you know like 20 years of you know i would never draft a whatever yeah. from i do fall into the i like to draft x from programs that have success with that like you yeah. know the old penn state linebacker thing um uh-huh. you know offensive lineman from wisconsin or even boston college has had a lot of good NFL offensive lineman over the years. They have another know? one this year. Yeah. So I do fall into that. Whereas the programs that know how to um Wisconsin s- sort of create yeah. you know, certain spots. Still yeah. kind of the SEC though. Oh God. Yeah. Above. Lineman from SEC. Both All right, eight five five Pat five hundred. Let's go to the phones, get people involved. Uh Matthew's in New Mexico. What's up, Matthew? Hey guys, how's it going? Um Right now, it's just like a hard place. Uh, you know, I don't know how old Evan is, but I'm 27. And, like, my memory of watching the Patriots goes to, like, the 2002 season. And, you know, I love Bill. Like, I want Bill to be the coach. 
and um, I want him to finish. I want him to get the record and everything. But if you're Robert Kraft, and like let's say the season goes, you know, like we have the fourth pick, or let's just say, you know, for right now, um, what does Bill like? Uh, what does Bill have to do to, to, to earn like the trust and like his plan? Or is it literally just too far gone? Like he's lost the locker room. Like these guys seem like they don't want to play for him and like Devontae Parker. And yeah, that's why I'm, I guess that's my question is like what? Yeah, um, that's what a good question. You know, if they have that fourth pick and let's say they're in line to get a top quarterback that they really like, what Bill has to do, I think, is seed some control. I think I'm on the personnel side. terrified of him making that pick. Terrified, yeah. well, but he—that's my point. He wouldn't be making the pick. But what are you more terrified of, him making the pick or him coaching the player that he picks? Both, <laughs> especially because it's—it should be an offensive player, and it right, just him him picking the quarterback or coaching the quarterback. I mean, I'll make it more specific. I don't know. He didn't do such a bad job, you know, coaching here, here Tom Brady. Here we go. <laughs> no, I'm serious, right? Yeah. It was a young guy I, who. I just think that guy's gone. Like, in yeah. terms of Bill, well, like, I just think that that coach is gone. And I also, like, if you're drafting one of these young quarterbacks now, like, you have to – these guys are different cats. Like, we see – we just talked about it with Caleb Williams. And, like, if you're not – like, it's just a different thing. Like, he rode Brady. Like, you, I just don't think you can do that with today's athlete. Yeah. Also kinda, I, I, I just – in retrospect, I kind of think that – I don't know. Maybe Brady deserves a little more credit for his development than we gave him at the time. I don't know. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm Brady is Brady, but I I mean even Brady says no. He helped me. Yeah. I mean I, I think he's the best coach who's ever yeah. done it. Right. I'm sure he helped him. Right. It's 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 almost like you'd like him in a consultant role just to like provide his depth of knowledge of the game, you know, but on a day to day kind of basis of handling the person and figuring out what buttons to push. It's hard. I mean, I watched a little Mike McDaniel mic'd up on the sidelines and like as much as he's that was you know, wild. But man, it's like talk about just an absolute polar opposite human being. Oh God! Than Bill Belichick, and I mean, like, there's more than one ways to coach a football team, but it's just glaring I mean, he, when you watch He's in the middle him. of the game, and he goes up to one of the linesmen, you know, the chain gangs. Like, I almost wore that vest today. <laughs> and he's got the red vest. On. I mean, it's not like, like me on the sidelines. Like, like, I'm like, what like are you doing? You he's cracking off. jokes like, in the middle of the game. Well, he met the refs, and he's like, ah, oh, good firm handshake and eye contact from both of you. I appreciate that. Like, he's just such a you're giving off. me respect. <laughs> Dude, That's why you guys are great. <laughs> like, I know it's, I, it's. I love Mike McDaniel. I know. I, I, know I like it too. I, I, I love, respect I love it. Too. It's do you think great. It's, do you think it's real? Do you think it's authentic? I kind of do. I like it. I mean, I mean, I was going to bring up Dan Campbell a different way, but. I don't know. I've seen enough of it now that it just seems like this is who he is yeah. constantly. I, mean, I think it is. Kinda, I think it's authentic. I, I think you're probably right. And, and I, I do find it refreshing because I thought you made a good point just now just about there's a lot of different ways to have success coaching. Sure. You don't have to, like, you know, sleep in your office for, you know, 18 hours <laughs> yeah. in, in, in every day. Um, but I just wonder sometimes with those guys. Is, and I think if you're true to yourself, I think the players they can tell know, that they they figure out if you're trying to be something you're not. I think that's been a problem for the Belichick coaching tree. Yeah, it was certainly a problem with McDaniel's when he went to Denver. You know, he tried to be Bill and right down to the right. twirling of the whistle right. in the hoodie, and that was a big thing for for Matty P in Detroit. Right, you know, he's yep. like chastising the media and I just I think what stands out to me is he just doesn't take himself that seriously and I feel like everyone in this place takes themselves very seriously and you better take them seriously too and that's how it's going to be at all times you know and it's just it's kind of disarming when you see an NFL coach that's like that but then is also 
respected because he's pushing the game forward offensively yeah. and he's bringing Now he's becoming that, as they've gotten better, he's becoming yeah, he's, more and more loose. So I think a bit, yeah. I think he's he feels more free to be himself. Yeah. But I think this is who he is. If they were losing, I think he'd be a little bit more reserved only because, you know, I better watch myself. But, yeah. You know? Yeah, no, right. I agree. I agree. But he's he's a character. See him next week. Yeah. I, I like Yay. it. I like I'm not one of these people that oh he's you know, that's not how a head coach should be. No, I listen if how do you feel about Miami's chances right now overall, like in the in the playoffs? Like, you know, I mean, like, how would you kind of as good as any as good as any teams? Hell, I mean, yeah. It, it, I think they're. I mean, obviously, every team deals with that to a, a huge extent. But obviously, the, the history of their quarterback, yeah, would worry me. Sure, but um, that's a team that I, I think that the seeding is going to be huge for. It. I they, do too. If that's they play, if they play in Miami, I don't think you're slowing that team down. I, that's exactly the point I was going to make. With just you know, with a reasonable, they got to go to Buffalo compliment. in January though. Or, yeah. You know. Now, even last year, they they went up yeah. to Buffalo in that playoff game and they lost a shootout with Skylar Thompson. Yeah. So that's a, I mean, that's a pretty good offense. Uh, all right, let's go to Allen, Wisconsin. What's up, Al? Hey, how you guys doing? Okay. Hey, Hey, uh, before I make my point, Fred, are you giving Evan hazard pay for having to rewatch these games over and over again? <laughs> oh, he loves it. <laughs> he does. That's true. <laughs> Those are two fair points, though. That he is should true. maybe pay Jess. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, my my main point was about Bill and, and whether he would be let go during the season. And I got to say, like, as a fan, I don't really care if he's let go during the season or not. But – what would really help me out is just a sense from ownership of where we're going in the future. Um, like, if he's not going to be the coach, just let us know, hey, we're playing this out and then we're moving on. Because it, as long as there's not that, there's always going to kind of be that sinking feeling that, yeah. oh, we might just go forward with this. No, I hear you I, in terms of wanting to know, but what team has ever that. announced yeah. that they're going to be getting rid of a coach before the day that they actually yeah, do it? They are completely laid you know, it's status. just they, it's, Nothing they yeah. say is going to have any weight at all Right, anymore. you can't and, do that, you know, but I hear you. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, we're all anxious, but I hear, you know, yeah. You just got to watch the games and see, you know, yeah. what happens. I mean, the previous caller, what could he do? I mean, win games. You win games this year. I don't think it comes down to what can he do in the draft. Like, by the time we get to that point – a decision already happened. But to even be made. Teddy Bruschi, who you, you probably won't find a bigger fan of Bill Belichick. Yeah. What he, what does he hope for for Bill Belichick? Let's he hopes that he turns him. it around, wins some games, and then walks away. Yeah. I, you know? I mean it would be it would be a good way to go out if if it does that he pulls out a couple upsets, games that we haven't seen in the last couple of years. You know, so you know, maybe you pull something out of your butt down in Miami and you, you knock off the Dolphins and you hold them to a certain amount of points and, you know, you're able to squeak one out. And, you know, like those yeah. – you know, we're not going to the playoffs, but I think there are still some things yeah. that you can at least try to end it on a high note. Somewhere. If you had, to, if you were going to split these two games, Buffalo-Miami? This one for – I'd say they get this one and they No, lose. no, no. Which so one would you rather have? Oh, rather have? Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah, I think Buffalo. I would take the Miami yeah. one. I mean, I, I – In Miami, uh, shutting down that – Oh, I think it's yeah. a better win, but I think – I just want to be Buffalo. Yeah, they've been, they've yeah. been kicking our butts. Yeah. Yeah. I hate I hate both teams. And yeah. and both I don't want to lose to the Jets so. at home. I we got to win that game. Oh, Would that no. be the one you pick out of the three? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm with Fred. Yeah. I mean, really? You yeah. Guys oh yeah. I mean, they could be. One I would much. I would much rather upset. Uh, like I don't look at it as an upset. Well, because Jets. I like I don't. 
winning games against Buffalo and Miami to what end? Like, right. Oh, <laughs> like, what, yeah. what, but it's what all we, to what end. Yeah. Well, right. Right. Mike, Mike keeps right. the streak going. Right, Mike, exactly. Mike just said it like, perfectly. They're not, they're not like, going to the playoffs. No, but you know, that'd be 16 in a row. You don't yeah, want to break exactly. the streak. You don't want to break the streak. But I think even if they were if they were like 1-15 and going into that last Jets game, it like juice, like, let's go. We oh, yeah, we got to win this game. And what does that do to them? Like, let's just say that they continue winning and, like, they're kind of, you know. Rodgers is on this. This, like he this whole new in. thing with the Elatrash uh, surgery, <laughs> yeah, right, you know, right. but, but he but, thinks he's going to have a chance. Oh, Al's gone, uh, but, but let's just say I don't that, know about know, that game. I mean, yeah. in January, but yeah, let's right. just that say in January. Let's just say they're fighting for their life, and we still beat them. Oh, and if you hold the Jets, like you only win two games, those like, but they're both against really the Jets, much. and you hold them out of the playoffs. That would do nothing for me. Oh, it would do nothing a lot for me. I agree. The other two teams, but we held the Jets out of the playoffs. The other two teams own me. Like I want to, I want to stop that. Stop it. Stop it. No, we'll do that next year. We'll take no, care no, of that I, next year. I, to, you can't I, let the streak yeah, end. To be sure, I'm not like pitching I'd rather beat the Jets than these two teams. Like it means nothing. But I just, you know, in, uh, in a it vacuum. It doesn't mean nothing. Yeah. At least they have dominance over something right. still. <laughs> right. Right. You don't want to let them up yeah. off the mat. No. Oh, I think man. it just continues a lot of negative numbers. Yeah. Wow. I don't know, 16 in a row, that's a positive number to me. <laughs> yeah. No, but not, not when that's the only team you beat. <laughs> that's okay. Four, it's okay. Going at, on least, four plus years. at least that. At least it's that. Hilarious. They're not going I mean, anywhere. With 10 I games under 500, 20 going. games under if you take the Jets out. I mean, and like, let's, just I say like that. That, let's just say this is it for Bill. His last win was against the Jets. Right. He would now, want that too. If yeah. it's his last game, that that I would probably – to USA. Yeah, I was like, kind I'd of li- thinking that as well. Like, if it's his last game that he coaches in the NFL, I think he, I, I would like him to go out with a win. He wants something on the line for the Jets too, though, right? Like, you don't want that to be just a like, oh yeah, one of like those uh, games uh, where in nothing... nineteen when the Dolphins like beat the Patriots to knock them yeah. out of the first right. round by. Like, right. Oh yeah. Maybe the Patriots knock the Jets out of the playoffs. Sure. Bill yeah. wins his last Love game it. against Love the Jets. It. The success. Still alive. Love it. I that I would. That's like almost like another Super Bowl. <laughs> Uh, Joel's in San Antonio. Right, hey, right. Joel. You guys, me you guys are making hey some guys. points. I like it. <laughs> What's up, All Joel? Right. Uh, thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be as uh, brief as I can. Uh, so yesterday, uh, I tried to get an email in. Unfortunately, it didn't uh, get talked about. But um, I, I cannot help to see the similarities of uh, as, a, as a franchise of the Spurs and, and the Patriots. Uh, with the runs that yeah. we have had here in San Antonio and, and the paths up there. And the similarities of the coaching style of Pop and, and Bill. Um, so right now, I'm seeing in real time how the arch has come uh, from the Spurs moving on from the big three and the down, and we haven't won a championship here since uh, 2014. And now that we got Wemby, you know, things are looking on the up and up and, and with a bright future. So basically my point is that, yes, Bill has missed on, on a lot of uh, picks. Uh, there's no question about it. And probably Mac is not the guy. Uh, but I'm simply just not ready to give up on, on Bill uh, after four losing seasons, uh, uh, theoretically like that, because, like I said, I'm, I'm seeing it in real time, what a little bit of patience uh, can do to kind of like correct the 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 future. Yeah, but the only thing I would say, Joel, I hear what you're saying, but in basketball, one guy can make a difference, right? You know, and and it's less of and coaches make less of a difference in the NBA than in football, in my opinion. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, but I, we're talking about two, two, two goats, right? The goat in basketball, the goat in football. Oh. And, and I don't think you. Ha- I, don't I don't think know. you guys have the goat in basketball that's, that you think that's you do. That's the wrong thing to say in this town, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> True that. Red Auerbach might have something to say about that. Thank you. Uh, as much as I don't like Phil Jackson, I'd put Phil Jackson light years ahead of him too. And and it's and it's just that you know, just after four years of losing, yeah, I mean, it sucks. It really sucks to see the team look like that. But I'm just not ready to to give up just yet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, All right. We we've, we've heard uh, from more people like you, Joel. Yeah. No, um, in the last day or two, which is good. I like the balance. Give us some balance, exactly. Yeah. Thanks, Joel. I'm with um, Fred. Said it spot on though. Like Wemby could change is if he's as good as everybody thinks he is. That whole franchise right. flips. Yeah. The Spurs also won with Kawhi Leonard as like their best player. Like Duncan was at oh, the a end. Star. Of, yeah. You know, he was at the end of his his run there, and Kawhi was the, the MVP yeah. of the finals. And, and Kawhi won another one. You yeah. know, Outside. So yeah. that didn't. That's again another mark well, against. Well, just, I don't know. I don't uh, know Spurs history Mike, that much. Victor, well, I was going to put a Tony the Wemby, Parker. The Wemby no, I know this is one. Victor I knew, Wemby. No, no, I got it. Okay, I he was it. the number one overall pick. I was going to try to make a Tony Parker is, point. I wanted to make sure you knew who he was. You're out of your he, depth. He dunked the other day from like the free throw line without jumping. It was unbelievable. Did you see the the alley oop he had in one of those? Yeah, Like it wasn't. Even the guy who threw the pass said it wasn't an alley oop. Yeah. He just went. <laughs> but then he like he has like handles though like you know he's like seven three and he can dunk like that with a perimeter game but with a perimeter yeah it's like Durant is like kind of the closest thing I can think of but he's taller than Durant yep. he is taller mm. yeah uh, Tim's in Providence hey Tim center or they play him hey whatever hey. his position is. Positionless Tamara's not there today, way. huh? Tamara is not here she's uh, away uh, evidently she just gets time off out of town <laughs> middle of the season I don't know. Okay. Uh, she was the only I've one that got been. my name right last week. Uh, Tim? Everybody thought I was Ken. Oh. Uh, <laughs> sorry. It's because it's written on the... Uh, no. It's just Ken. I'm actually from Massachusetts, but you guys thought I had a uh, Rhode Island accent. But so, I don't know. Okay. Ken from Rhode Island. But you're living in Providence, right? No, I work down here. Okay. All right. Is this you just chatting, or do you have a... You wanna, what, what are we doing? I mean, no, 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 no. I, I send had a, a thought, message to and Tamara? I wanted to see what you guys uh, thought about this. Okay. Um, so I actually don't think the Patriots, you know, presuming they're going to have a high draft pick, I, I think if, if they're not going to have the first, which they're probably not going to have because, you know, Carolina's awful, so Chicago's going to have that pick. And if they're not going to have the second pick or third pick, I and I'm presuming that those top two quarterbacks are going to go there, I actually think they should pass on a quarterback in the first round. And um, and and get a lineman is actually what I think they should do. I mean, I just think when you look at the free agents that are available um, 2024 for linemen and the problems they're having and seems to all stem from there, that I think in the risk of taking a quarterback in the first round, I just think back to all the first-round quarterbacks that have been taken that haven't panned out. And yeah. I just think, you know, that's what they should be doing is looking for – key pieces and then keep drafting quarterbacks in the second, third round and hope they've put enough pieces around in the in the upcoming drafts at the line and the wide receiver yeah. position to, nope. to give a kid a chance because you can't just keep drafting kids and then putting them in terrible positions. Yep. Yeah. No, I hear you. I mean, okay, so let's say they have fourth or fifth pick and the quarterback they love is gone. I could see them – trading down and i wouldn't oh, be screaming God. bloody murder if they did it 
you know. Just how but far you down have to, how yeah, far not down. too far. You know, down toward the lower middle of the first round, oh, and, and, no. and, and and picking up an extra second or more. Um, <laughs> no, and man. as long as they pick the right players, yeah. you know, well, there's always good players to be found. I just, I, I'm, I'm scared of that, like you know, five to ten range where, and and I mean, Evans made some good points about this. Like, go up, go up. Like, if you need, if you know the guy and you want the guy. I mean, talk to Paul about when the Patriots drafted Drew Bledsoe. It turned everything around. You know, not that they had to go up and get him, but that's what but teams But it's tough do. when it's a quarterback because if the other team wants a quarterback yeah. that's there, you know, like why are they going to give that up? Yeah, you know? but I do think it's going to – and I, I mean, I haven't even really touched the draft yet, but, you know, they need a lot. I mean, and that, as much as people would point. go crazy about, you know, drafting a tackle over a quarterback that you're kind of like – feel I, like Mac about. I'm just going to be know? up front and tell you I would go crazy if, if they, they took, took a tackle, tackle in the top Agreed. ten. Well, what would you take, though? Like, I mean, just – I mean, we're talking abstract here. If if there wasn't a quarterback or a wide Marvin receiver Harrison, that you really – If there wasn't a quarterback or a wide receiver that wasn't – impact games. Brock Bowers. But not on defense. Oh, I mean, if it you, was you, like so, you'd rather have like it, a, it, a linebacker or something. If it's like a Micah Parsons type oh, guy right, on defense, well. I'd be, I, you know, yeah. I just don't know if that exists right now. I yeah. mean, I'm sure there's really good players. I'm not a college football expert. I like to watch a lot of games. I don't do so with an eye toward yeah who's going to be That's you know at the top of the you know a Barf's lot of job. a lot of people do that. Unfortunately, I, like, it's becoming my job earlier than usual. <laughs> you know, I I like to just kind of watch the games and enjoy them for the games without necessarily saying, "Oh, is he coming out or yeah. is he is he eligible for the draft or whatever?" Is he a five tool safety? If it was like a, a Micah Parsons kind of defensive player who can sort of yeah, inject an all kinds of life into you into your defense right away, sure. But otherwise, all the suggestions that Evan had about skill guys. I would. I'd be yeah. looking at. You can do your Micah Parsons on your own time. <laughs> no, <laughs> they got, they got I, I want all your. I want all your options first. Yeah, yeah, yeah I hear you. I Marvin Harrison. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, there, yeah. there's really three quarterbacks uh, at, that are going to go. I think in the top ten, and and obviously Caleb Williams and Drake Mayer, the first two, and I, I think Penix, Penix. from Washington yeah. is going to go top ten as well. So those three guys, I think, are all better than you know talent wise. Like I, I always hate when people are like. Oh, that guy is better already than Mac Jones. It's like he's never played a down in the NFL. Like you don't That's, know that, but he's he's more physically gifted yeah, than Mac sure. Jones. That's is. not that's easy to see. Yeah, and uh, you know, so those three guys are are the quarterbacks. Um, I'm gonna butcher his name, but Olo Fushanu is the is the tackle, and then Joe Alt is the other tackle. Like those are the two tackles that are gonna be up near the top, and then obviously you have uh, Harrison and and Brock Bowers, who are like the two skill players, and like. That's I just named like seven guys. Like that's kind of your top ten. Like yeah. you know, your the the defensive players in this draft are not getting nearly as much buzz as those guys are. The gross thing too is I took a, like a little just looky loo at um, at free agency and just like what the free agency class looks like, and it's like, ugh, like you're not you're not going to rebuild your team in free agency. The year to way. draft the year to to get a, a free agent tackle was last year. Like there was some, there were some good tackles available in free agency. Yeah. Some, you know, some of them high priced guys like Orlando Brown, but some of them, you know, middle tier guys. Yeah. Um, and Connor they, McDermott, they weren't Riley Reed, they weren't interested in Calvin any. Calvin Anderson, nice. Uh, it's Christian in Alibor. Is this Chris with a T I A N? Yes, yes, that's me. Thanks for taking my call. I wanted no, to ask you guys about um, Matt Groh because I feel like there's been a lot of reports in the past. Uh, weeks, even like I don't know, I guess year, where he seemed like he has more um, say and than what most people think he does. And so with uh, I think there was um, a thing about Malik Cunningham 
he has a say in that, Bill O'Brien said, and then 2022 draft, and then the Trent Brown incentives this year. Um, how much do we trust Matt Groh moving forward um, with this team as a GM? Well, did he draft Cole Strange? Yes. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I think we were at a place maybe the last year where we were like, just let Matt Groh do it. And, you know, the, the draft picks haven't worked out. They haven't panned out. They said, I mean, Christian Gonzalez fell in your lap, but otherwise – you haven't really picked what you needed, so I, I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, I I like when the guys are done yeah, with us. Yeah, I agree. I'm glad that the caller brought up Macro because I feel like he's been absolved of blame for yeah. all of this because Bill is Bill, and everybody just assumes that everything is uh, every decision's made is, is by Bill. And I don't necessarily disagree with that, but at the same time. Like I, I do hold a little bit against Macro that he's not a little bit more. Did the caller say he read table? a report no. that Macro has more power than people? No, well, it's just no. Like I think that's he the way was, he, yesterday. They asked Bill O'Brien about the Malik Cunningham, I'll get to it in a the Malik Cunningham elevation, and Bill O'Brien said that was a Matt and Bill thing. So I think who said he, it? Uh, Bill O'Brien yesterday said that okay. was a Bill and Matt thing as far as promoting Malik Cunningham. Oh, so okay. I think maybe he was extrapolating right. a little bit. Right, like. Making a decision to sort of elevate a guy from the practice squad isn't necessarily he has more power than you think. Like, whose decision was it to say we didn't need a tackle in free agency? Bill Belichick's. And this is what ends up happening traditionally when things are going bad. Now, we haven't had a lot of these because things haven't gone bad all that often in 20 years. But when they do, personnel-wise, this is what happens. You know, it's not just all Belichick, you know. It's not all about, but but those same kind of anonymous guys are quick to to point out when like they draft Nikhil Harry that it wasn't the scouts that identified Nikhil Harry. It was Bill who overruled the scouts, mm-hmm. right? And he went yeah, to his college yeah. his co- his college coach buddy Todd Graham and said, "Oh yeah, this is the guy. He's a three down guy. He could be a four down guy for you and contribute in the kicking game and blah blah blah." All the scouts are very quick to cover their their you know what's that way. But when it's something that you want to sort of trumpet in a positive way, you know, it's not all Bill. Right. It's well, not all Bill. I think a lot of this is is going on right now. Tie that into Everybody the, either wants credit for the things that are going well or wants to separate themselves from blame from anything that's not. Yeah, you know, because can, all these guys are looking for the next job. Yes. They're, think, all, they're all concerned about that. And, See, like, I'm, like, less worried about, like, who's do- doing you know, what God. and uh, whose, like, responsibility is what then I am like macro. I know that macro recognizes the way that the game is played nowadays. Like I know he sees you the, want fast guys, the, the, the you trade drive, wins, draft guys you know, that run fast trending in a certain direction. I know that he sees the value in number one receivers. I know that he sees the value in offense and like, I hold it against him that he didn't stand up to bill more. Like you have to go in to, mm-hmm. to every once in a while, you got to tell the boss, Hey, listen, like this isn't going to cut it. And like, if you think it is, then like that's on that's on you. But like, okay. this isn't. But who drafted Tyquan Thornton? I'm not saying that Macro is. I, I'm I'm blaming Macro. Like I, he, I, want, I, he thinks Macro deserves more blame. Yes, that was hundred percent. But for not speaking up, in just in general, I'm talking about who the choice, who made the choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I would say Bill that, Belichick. And, 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 I think he has. I, the, I don't know. I think he has the final say in everything. And then I, then add that to the like add that to the Macro list. Like I, to me, I I feel like Macro deserves more criticism. Whether you want to gr- blame him for evaluating talent in the draft, or you want to blame him for not you know sticking up to Bill a little bit more. Uh, I at the end of the day, like your name is on the team too. So 
if you're you're looking at it and you tell me and you tell the reporters, you know, you want to draft fast guys, you know, want fast guys, draft fast guys. You want, you know, what's a number one receiver macro? It's a guy that gets open no matter what. Do you have one? Not really. So, like, why not? Like, you're the director of player personnel. Like, you're telling us in the in training camp that you're spending money now. That you know you're you're talking to us after the the draft instead of Bill. So why not? Why why don't they have a you know better talent on offense? Sure. I, and I think it's a, and I also would put it on it's a him fair fair take and Absolutely. and Cam Williams because like you're the younger guys here. Like you're the guys that are supposed to be able to uh, scout, you know, offensive talent. You're the guys that are spo- like I was at Boston College's pro day with Cam Williams and watching Zay Flowers, and they didn't care. Like they they didn't care, and, and it just so what's the disconnect there? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. that's a good one though because you ended up hitting on that pick. So that's you know you're gonna look at that down the road. Would you rather have Zay Flowers? Or Christian Gonzalez. Why not both? Well, now you're talking about a different argument, though. But it's just like they they don't they have no sense of urgency whatsoever with upgrading the offense. Yeah. Now so, my answer would have been Zay Flowers, by the way. Yeah. But that's. But it doesn't like regardless. It's tough. just they just have no sense of urgency. So you're telling me that all right, by the time they got to their pick in the second round, there was no wide receiver or tackle worth taking. Right. So why did you stay there? Like and, and does draft Keon White, who it's a great point, is fine, but like isn't gonna really move the needle. And just uh, in full disclosure, I would not have said Zay Flowers at the draft. I would have said Gonzalez. Yeah. Um. But because I wasn't a huge believer in Zay Flowers, but I, I'm just looking at the first half of this year. I look like I'm wrong. No, I mean, now, I, I, my concerns about him were size. So we'll see how he holds no, up. But, but the guy can obviously I, I think play. I would have been happy with either pick. Right. Um, I knew more about Zay Flowers at the time. From what I've seen from Christian Gonzalez, I'm perfectly happy that they drafted him. Yeah, oh, no, him. I am too. I, mean, know? I don't know how you cannot think that yeah. they, they at least have a promising player here. Me yeah. too. It's just the lack of – like I love Christian Gonzalez. You all know that. But it's just the lack of urgency in, in whatever avenue you want to talk about, the draft, free agency, uh, you know, trades, whatever. They just have no urgency to like truly upgrade the offense. And I, I, I have to think that, that that's everybody is culpable in that, in my opinion. Fair enough. Uh, Marks and Everett, what's up? Thank you, Freddie, for taking my call. I appreciate it. Sure. Uh, and you guys know, I grew up with Everett with Paulie, so we've seen some bad Patriots teams, and this was a bad a Patriots of- team. But, uh, you know, I'm glad you brought up Matt Groh, Billy O'Brien, Troy Brown. There's a lot of coaches out there that are, that are responsible for what we see on the field week to week. It's not just Bill. And I, I wouldn't want to give up Bill unless I knew who was coming in his place. Even though he is in the Marv Levy era now, and maybe it is time for him to go. But we have to be careful who we're going to bring in and under all that pressure that they're going to come in with. It's got to be someone who's really confident and knows what they're doing. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, absolutely. You know, um, yeah. You know, everybody wants that next young guy, but unless that young guy has already been a head coach, you're taking a big risk. Yeah, yeah, but if I'm Robert Kraft and I've decided that Bill is no longer the best guy for the job, then I need to move on. Yeah. And I have to hope that I get it right. Right. Like, I don't just say, uh, Mike Dussault is going to be better. I experienced guy. I don't so. think the guy I have right now is working. I need to make a change. I don't have any guarantees well, listen, that the guy who replaces him is going to work. For the same reason that Bill started looking in 2014 because of – his age and his contract status with Brady, 
I hope that the Crafts are because of Bill's age and his status. That's a big part. That of they've it. been doing their research, and if it happened today, they would know the three guys or four guys right. who they want to target. Right. And just out of but, point of comparison, the last guy that the Crafts fired was Pete Carroll. Yeah. How's he done since? Pretty good. Anybody regret it? Pretty good. Nope. Nope. Right. Because you got a guy who was better. Right. So, like, you you just have to make the move. And obviously there's no chance of that happening with Belichick. You know, coming into next year, he'll be 72. He's not going to have a 20-year career like Pete Carroll has had. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate the call. Paul's Foods here. Uh, so we got to take a break. Um, when we come back, more calls and emails. And – Evan back from practice here in Patriots Unfiltered. Daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Isn't it time to get exactly what you want? Welcome to Red Hot Deal Days from Verizon, where you get your pick of our best deals. Like my plan, where you can pick the perks you want and save on every one. For limited time, bring your own phones to a Verizon store and you can get my plan for our best price ever. Get exactly what you want in your phone plan and only pay for what you need. Bring your phones to your Verizon store today and get my plan. These deals won't last. It's your Verizon. And we're back with another edition of the PU Halftime Show. Down here, joined by Faith Rell, a recurring guest of the show. Yes, I keep getting brought back. Um, okay, Faith. So the Patriots have put me and many other people in a bad mood, and so this <laughs> episode for trivia and for the topic are going to be not that Patriots focused because me, like a lot of people, <laughs> I need a break. So trivia, don't answer the questions. We're going to take this to the movies. All right. Oh, Paul likes this. Question one. In the longest yard, 2005, with Adam Sandler, what was the final score of the game? All right, Mean Machine versus the Guards, the final score. Good question. Question two. In the movie, remember the Titans. What was the game-winning play call? All right. (laughs) Nice. Question three. In 2006, in the movie Gridiron Gang, which, air quotes, actor... (laughs) Played as the assistant coach. All right, the air quotes there is your your little uh, clue. Little hint. Yeah, a hint. But Faith, as I said earlier, the Pats have been pissing me off. Sorry, I think I can say that. So <laughs> we're going to talk about what everybody likes to talk about, including the guys on Unfiltered, NFL jerseys. All right. All right. And one team made a big return to the jersey scene with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers debuting the return of the creamsicle yes. jerseys. First time since 2012. and. Nike knocked it out of the park with these. I don't know what you yes. think, but... I was a big fan of them. I really liked them. I was excited, too, for the Vikings Classic to come back. Yeah. Kind of simple, but I liked what they did, at least in content, to promote it. Um, I love fun jerseys. Like The more, the better. The more, the better. Keep it interesting. I mean, the Eagles doing, like, their green. Kelly green. The Kelly Green. Like, I just think the more options you have, the more you're going to get fans engaged. Obviously, fans are going to want to buy it, like... I think we should do more city jerseys, similar like, to yep. baseball and stuff. I feel like that would be sick. But, yeah, big fan of the Bucks too. It, uh, Yeah, I mean, I, it just reminds me back in 09. It was like the something anniversary of the AFL. And mm-hmm. every team 
had two throwbacks and they yep. won like three times and like most of them were like the Pats had our throwbacks which I love those by the way it's the only thing I love about the team right now <laughs> but we had the white ones those yeah. looked great they wore those a couple times yeah um, you had the Reds the the Titans were wearing the Oilers jerseys and you know I mean Faith we've been struggling as Pats fans minus last yeah. year when we brought back the Reds yeah. the uh it hasn't been great. <laughs> it's not been great. <laughs> We're the great. team with one one pair of pants. <laughs> the one pair of pants yeah. team. Um, you know, last year we saw the silver pants come back, and that was yeah. a disaster for that game. Don't want to get into this. Sorry, I'm getting salty right now. <laughs> Matisse um, is getting worked up but over then, here. I'm laying on my inner Evan. Um, <laughs> but then, the, uh, you know, you just see teams like the Chargers. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, last night they they played a close one with the Cowboys, or the Cowboys were in their throwbacks too. Yep. But, um, I mean, they, my, my favorite – jersey right now and the Chargers don't really have a throwback anymore they just have the powder blues yeah the navies okay they warm against us in 2020 yeah or maybe it's 2020 or maybe it was a uh, max rookie year yeah and I think those are like the cleanest jerseys I like the them I like them I think like anytime you've got the all navy I'm not a fan of white football pants I'm not okay. a fan of the white pants I feel like the all navy is a nice look I even I mean I hate to give a shout out to the bills but I like they're all red I'm a fan of the reds. See, I think they're too close to our reds. Well, yeah. I mean, we basically have the same red, other than obviously we have different blues. But I don't know. What are your thoughts on the Seahawks all neon green? How do we feel See, about that? I don't really like. Is it so ugly? It's good. Or is it just of, ugly? Kind of. I'm thinking like the early like you know 2010s when they when they debuted yeah. it. But what I do like about the Seahawks, which I don't think they wore them yet, is they're yeah. bringing back their 90s ones, uh, which I, okay. I never saw those in person or, like, yeah. you know, live. I wasn't alive. Yeah, so. I was too young to watch those, but that was from the <laughs> Bosworth days. I'm pretty sure it was the Boz. The Boz um, days. Yeah, like, they have theirs. Mm. Also, yeah, so the greens, it's yeah. fun because, yep. you know, why not? That's the thing. That's why the NFL is so strict about this because yeah. you only have so many games. You got to wear the classic jerseys. I'm sure of the course. contracts with Nike and stuff, but yeah, the more the merrier. I mean, yeah. also give a shout out to the Giants. The, yes, those the throwback helmet with like the old Giants like yeah. text on it. Yeah, is I like just those. the way to do it. Um, I hope Faith. I I mean, it's funny. I used to love when the Pats wore the color rush. Like, yes. it was fun. It, you know, color rush was a cool thing, but now it's too much. Yeah, and, like it's like it's like it's now it's like this is our jersey, and I'm like, no, like this was fun. Yeah. To wear everyone. Thank, thank God Brady got to wear yeah. it once, but. True. Have you seen, uh, I know in the pro shop they sell black Mac Jones jersey. Like, do it. Just do it. I would love Some it. Some black? You I- can't go, as a as a former soccer player, and like, <laughs> so soccer teams, they change jerseys. Yeah. Literally every year. Yes. And they, they'll do special, because there's so many games, they'll do special edition jerseys. Yeah. If you get all black, like, it'll always look clean. <sighs> but, yeah. I think it'd be fun. I mean, I, I just think, like, fans love it. Like, it's fun to watch. Like, I don't know. If, like, I there was one time on uh, the show that I do that it we were talking about just matchups that look nice. And I'm thinking, like, Minnesota Vikings and Philadelphia Eagles. Like, you got the teal and the black. But then you've got the purple and gold. Yeah. Like, I don't know. For people especially, like, now there's a lot of Swifties that watch football. You know, you got to watch a, an aesthetically pleasing matchup. Yeah. Some of them jerseys are great. And also, look good. Play good. I'll never Look forget. Good, feel good. Play good. Exactly. I'll <laughs> never forget. It was the Jets. I think it was Robbie Anderson a couple of years ago before they switched. And yeah. it was like, I didn't even like get excited. I mean, first of all, because he's on the Jets back in the day. Well, but like, yeah. I didn't even get excited to uh, put on the jersey. And yeah. Now, like, they got, they, the Jets have the green, the legacy one, which Aaron Rodgers got hurt in. Sorry about that. And wah, wah, wah. Uh, 
they have the black still. At least mm-hmm. they have options. Like we like we wore the whites for the first time this season. Yeah. And like we can't even I know you said you don't like the white pants, but I mean even like, you know, an all white look would be fine. Just something. Yeah. Like even just from a from a content standpoint, like the Jags like every Thoughts on the Bengals? I gotta ask. Love them. The whites. You like the whites? Oh, the whites are awesome. It's giving zebra. I have to admit. That, it, but that's the thing. You wear it once a year, and it's like a special occasion. Yeah. I like. Uh, what was it? Um, whatever game they had last year was in the snow with the white. Yep. That was good. I think like all like all of that white was nice with the jerseys. I think. All right. So before we wrap up, give me your top three jerseys. Ooh. In the league. And also, before we do this, I forgot to mention, on the trivia, guys, this was for the game the game day posters. Which are sick. Yeah, they're they're sick, guys. Even though, you know, the pass aren't doing too well right now, like, these artists went all out. They look really cool. Collect them. They're limited edition. So the trivia for today is the posters. Send those answers in the web radio at Patriots.com. But Faith... Give me your top three NFL jerseys, and I'll go real quick, too. Then we'll go back to the show. Oh, okay. All right. Um, So I really like the Carolina Panthers colors. So I like when they're wearing black, and you got the, you got the, like the sky blue color. Um, so I'll go with that as one. Um, the Vikings classic is nice. I'll go with that as two. And then... I hate saying it, but I like the Jets' like rebranding. Yeah. Like I'm kind of a fan of their just like... They're green with, like, the newer logo and stuff. We'll go with those three. All right. I'm going with the Chargers powder blue. Yeah. Throw the navy in there, too. Just Chargers know what they're doing. Yeah, they do. Uh, it's tough. This is pretty similar. I'm going to loop, loop these two, put these two together. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Eagles all black and the Ravens all black. Okay. I just think they're very similar. Two yep. birds. Yeah. And – Ah, <sighs> the Pats. The Pats Reds. The Pats, the Pats Reds. Reds. I, I love them. I love They're them. Classic. They're but classic. We need to bring back the Royal Blue. Um, yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. We'll be back to Patriots Unfiltered. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes. Oh, no. Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. And now, great moments in history. And neither is anybody saying that Cole Strange can't play. No, but they some... say he struggled as a rookie no. and he was overdrafted. Paul. And that's a bad pick. Some people say it's a bust. Yes. It's not a bust. Year one was a bust. That's not what I just said and you know it. Okay, well, what do you think is going to happen? I don't know. You think know. he's going to end up being but, like a first round? But I think I think it's just as stupid to say I know he's going to be a Pro Bowler as I know he's going to be a bust. Same way with Marcus Jones. It's not just as stupid to say the second part because he was a bust in year one. He wasn't anywhere near a Pro Bowl. First of all, he wasn't a bust. He was, Fred. Oh come on. For one year, like I'm not saying that, that ends his story as a player. I didn't say you said. But that. in year one, he was in and out of the lineup due to performance. And I like the emailer said we knew he was going to struggle his no first year. i didn't i don't pick first round picks as plug and play guys that i know are going to struggle listen listen then it's a bad pick it's not one, a bad one of the two has to be true well we'll know it's a bad pick in a few years but right now See, you can't is, say that. this is my whole thing about it's, offensive linemen it's, it's not why fair. you can get away with taking offensive linemen because no one will ever call them a bust 
You just did. I will, but no one. No oh, one will. Paul is the only one. Uh, see, Paul. Now, now, now he's going to completely change the narrative of this argument. Be snarky, no, no. make fun of me, Other so everybody laughs at him. No, and then we'll just completely an ignore the fact. You're not on an island. Yes, people do not declare offensive linemen as readily busts you, as Nikhil Harry. You are not on an Was island. Was Nikhil Harry a bust? You are not on an Was island. Was Nikhil Harry a bust? Yes. You, okay. You are not. Was it okay to call him a bust after one year? No. Okay. It was not. And okay. you're consistent. It's what do you want okay. me to tell you? It's not okay. What do you think he's going to be? Cole, who? Cole, Cole Strange. Strange. I think he's going to be a fine NFL player. Okay, I don't. Okay. That's another great moment from Oh, boy. Why is every one of those great moments in PFW history, whatever, like me and you just bickering? Like two little <laughs> because we're the only, children. Because we're the only ones that have... <laughs> You know what it takes. Yeah, well, I clearly what won. it takes. I clearly won that one. Uh, well, we'll see. But right now you're trending in no, the right direction. My, my larger yeah. point, which you always ignore, is no one calls offensive line because as long as they're yeah. in the line. Oh, that's true. Like I say, a win was a bust. Right. I'm sorry, it's he just, was a bust. It's just harder to tell. But he played. They're not productive. So, they're not catching balls. It's so easy to look at a wide receiver and be like, he doesn't play. Nikhil Harry. Everybody saw it. Like he didn't catch passes. Yeah. Nobody's so like, he's a bust. Well, I don't think I. But LeCon, LeCon, I don't think Fred it's fair well, for him? any oh, guy yeah. that's picked in the first round after one year to call him a bust. No, I I, I, I agree generally. Any, I don't care what position. No, I think you you deserve uh, three years to sort of make a final determination. Sure. But I think people will look at uh, wide receivers and say, like Tyquan Thornton, he's headed toward bust category. Right. But they won't do that for an offensive lineman in the in the middle of the second year as long as he's playing. Yeah. Well, Cole Strange ain't playing so. All right, uh, show within a show, halftime, PU, whatever you want to call it. We did some trivia, gave away some T-shirts. The first question was, in the longest yard, 2005 film with Adam Sandler, uh, what was the final score? (laughs) Didn't see Didn't see it. Did they change the game? I don't know. Uh, The original longest yard was the the prison show movie, right? Yeah, 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 it's the yeah. same movie. Oh, it's a yeah, remake. It's a like remake. Burt Reynolds, I think. Yeah, yeah, Burt Reynolds. Yeah, right. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. They redid it with Sandler. What'd you say, Paul? I want to say like thirty-three to thirty. Close. Thirty-six, thirty-five. Thirty-six, thirty-five. Tyler and Providence got it. Good, good job, Tyler. Second question was: What was the game-winning play called in "Remember the Titans"? Oh gosh. I don't know. Sunshine. I just remember Sunshine. I Fake twenty-three blast with a backside George reverse. Yeah. I, I didn't know that, um, but I did ask Bill Belichick about that. Oh, yeah? What do you mean? You asked him about the Remember the Titans movie? Yeah. Go ahead. Why don't you finish the trivia question? Well, the winner, we'll was, the, story time the winner was Jake from St. Louis. Good job, Jake. And the final question was in the 2006 movie. I, I'm sensing a theme here. In the 2006 movie, uh, Gridiron Gang, what actor, and that's in quotes, played as the assistant coach? I, don't, I didn't know what that movie is. I didn't see Gridiron Gang. Who, what was it? What actor played as the assistant coach and actors in quotes? So not so must be like an actual player or something. And I don't even know. The answer is Exhibit. Oh, Exhibit. Oh. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. that a rapper or something? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. And the <laughs> winner was Anthony Taylor. So <laughs> No relation to Fabulous. <laughs> good job, Anthony. I don't know if it's Anthony in Taylor or Anthony Taylor. But either oh, way, oh, good job. Oh, Freddie. Yeah, that's, well, un- that's untoward. Because the other ones that had the, where they're from. So, um, the, remember the Titans was uh, like Northern Virginia, <coughs> yeah. um, you know, early 70s, I'll say, mid-70s maybe, early 70s. Um, so, that's r- around where Bill grew up, you know. 
Annapolis area. And I asked him, so, you know, uh, I assume that you're, I, you know, I bumped into him on the elevator at a road game. That's how long ago. Small talk time. Yeah. And I said, hey, I wanted to ask you something. I, I assume that you're familiar with Herman Boone, you know, the coach that they made the movie out. He goes, oh, yeah, he was, he was a big deal in high school circles, a really big deal. Um, and I said, so please tell me that it was that they used a little Hollywood license and they didn't run the ball for 75 yards for the last play of the game for the winning touchdown. <laughs> and he started laughing. Um, he had no idea. But, but it was just like one of those deals. Like That's good, Paul. That's you know better when, than you know when strange you, weather we're having. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've had, I've had my uh, share. Of, awkward I've, I've, elevator rise. I've had my, my, my fair Ooh, share of those as well. A little cold today, huh? Yeah. But I, I just thought that maybe he would know a little bit something about the, yeah, the yeah. actual season and how much Hollywood – there you know. start breaking it down for you. I don't yeah. know what they did was they found us over here. Yeah. Hey, guess who just got back from someplace? Oh, we don't, don't have the sound. Oh, we don't have the sound. No. Right. no, Matt, no sound. No, Matt, no what sound. What did you see? What was the All right, well, that wasn't there? That's too many. Yeah, you sing the song. <laughs> that's too many buttons. Evan, <laughs> you know, is back. A button practice. has returned. If you're gonna, I, God, I hate when they get the words wrong. Uh-huh. What was the moment? <laughs> this is this is uh, all right. This what do we got, Evan? A little bit of a train wreck. <laughs> uh, anyways. Uh, a little bit of a lengthy list still of absences at Patriots practice. Oh, geez, no Jonathan Jones, uh, Keon White, Hunter Henry, Josh Uche, and Trent Brown all missing from practice. We did see a Juju. Juju Smith-Schuster uh, returns to practice. Uh, but, yeah, those, uh, what, five guys? Yep. Uh, Jones, Keon White, Hunter Henry, Josh Uche, Trent Brown. Juju. Not there. It's return to okay. practice. Okay. Yeah, he was concussed. Now he is not. I'm glad he's not concussed anymore. In all sincerity. Well, that's uh, Trent Brown, though, huh? Yeah, no Trent Brown. He'll be back. Yeah, he'll be fine. I agree. Two million reasons for him to be back. (laughs) Right. Hunter Henry. That's a that'd be a significant one too. So 61 degrees out. Balmy. Balmy. Yeah. Nice day. Nice day. Pretty much the same weather we're gonna have Sunday. Is that? Uh, I've been keeping a close track on that because my wife and kids are going to the game, and it seems like cloudy and, and kind of cool, but maybe maybe a little bit of chance of rain, but it doesn't seem like any anything too crazy. Yeah. How, how was the media? You know what? Uh, a lot of a lot of disappointment around the media right now, and I think that this is something— You, you disappointed in them, or they, they're disappointed? Uh, just, you know, general just disappointment. Like, I didn't sign up to cover this team. Yeah, I think a lot of people, and I, I know that uh, Paul's shows get this a lot, that— Oh, you must be happy that they're losing. Like, no. Like, this is kind of this is the total opposite. Like, you know, obviously it's a little bit different for for us, but it's the to, dirty little secret of the media. And just yeah. in general, like, if there's if they're not winning, there's no interest in the team. And if there's no interest in the team, nobody's reading your stuff. So, <laughs> it, it, whether it's like because you have a little yeah. rooting interest or it's because uh, you you just want people to pay attention to the team. Either way, losing stinks for everybody. It can it work in the short is. term, but it is uh, absolutely a dirty little secret in the media, especially uh, on the radio. Yeah. I think people would be shocked to find out how much, um, you know, my shows care about wins and losses in that regard because it's tough on ratings. I wonder, I mean, but we've seen engagement. Like, people want to call. I mean, every time they post something I write, it's like, you know, people are just yelling at you but i mean it's still engaged like i just wonder we're five games or six games into the season whatever is it going to sustain that or, or are people going to start and checking i agree 100 with paul like that's what paul i think is saying is that 
okay, we can do the hysteria thing for a couple weeks, but once we get to December, you know, it's going to be old yeah. talking about how bad they are every right. single day. Well, I I think that's going to be intrigue yes. in what this offseason is going to look if, like. If the, let's just say they go 5-12, and 12, you know, just pick a record, um, and then Bill ends up no longer being the coach. We will have a ridiculously successful offseason of shows for us. Oh, yeah. Selfishly, we will have – a tremendous amount of interest leading up to whoever they hire in the aftermath of who they hire, the draft and what they're going to do, how they're going to remake the team, and it's going to lead us all the way from February yeah. to training camp. Yeah, we will have no problems engaging our listeners. Oh, it's, it's going to be the search firm of Barth, Lazar, Rousseau, <laughs> right. Perillo, you know. Good, good law firm. Now, yeah. the only thing about that is that will work this year. Go five and twelve again. People will stay because you probably got a new quarterback and you got some newness. Do it a third time, and they say, "Yeah, yeah all right, I got other yeah. things yeah. to do with my, my time." Got to find talent. Yep. Got to win games. You can't, you can't lose consistently yeah. without losing uh, fans. Yeah. Uh, Travis in West Virginia writes in at webradio at patriots dot com just to offer an alternative opinion. I don't like watching Josh Allen play. <laughs> I think that style of play is boring. And I can't wait until defenses in general wise up and learn how to prevent quarterbacks like him from having success when they roll <laughs> out of the pocket. Also, just wise up, Paul. Just <laughs> figure it out. Also, his <clears throat> also, intellectually, Josh Allen is the male version of Jessica Simpson. Okay. Oh. I, I, I th that's my favorite. That's my favorite. Jessica Simpson. I think that that's I'm, spoken. I'm sure it's the same yeah. guy, too, that does it to By me every time. Patriots fan. <laughs> Josh Allen's dumb. I, don't, like, I, I mean, I look – I don't know how you can think he, his playing style is boring. The guy plays balls to the wall every week. I like, don't think he's really being serious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, it's, it, I mean, aside of Mahomes, I don't really think there's a more exciting guy to watch. Yeah. I would say Mahomes is probably a little bit more because he's, he's faster. He's better. And he's better. Yeah. And he just but, does like – But I don't know how you yeah. could not like watching – I mean, aside of against your team. It's maddening to watch when you're – rooting for the defense and you're like we got him we got him we don't got him but i mean that just happens way too much uh burton burton island has a complaint to me oh he said fred this past thursday during picks i did not detect the usual paper rustling when you skipped over the patriots <laughs> game oh. it may seem like a small thing but actually it is things like this in these forlorn football times that your faithful listeners want more than ever that's not want with an o things like gotta hurry and ahoy polloi <laughs> and when Evan returns from practice, I most definitely need to hear Fred ask about the mood and if there was any grousing. Thank you for your service, Patriots Nation, in these troubling, yeah. troubling times. In these troubling times. Attention to detail. Attention so, um, to detail. we're still on practice. Uh, <laughs> were they in pads? Yes. Pads on Wednesdays has been a theme. Yep. But don't look too much into Tuesdays, Fred. Yeah. Tuesdays are just Mondays. Yeah. So they Not say. Buying it. So they say. But yeah, Wednesdays are Wednesdays. Uh, padded practice today, and big emphasis on you know early down offense and defense and that sort of thing. You know, goal line, red zone type stuff too, a little bit. But yeah, big emphasis uh, on first and second down on Wednesdays. Yeah. In the I, I think they figured out on Tuesday to, how to get an extra pat practice in. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's why I asked you off air if like that is something that. Um, they have to sort of run by the, the yeah. players. Sort of the CBA on that one. Yeah. So, anyway, 855-PASS-500, uh, web radio at patriots.com. 
Lots of emails. I really appreciate it. Um, some of them silly, some not. This is a silly one. The decline of the Patriots can be attributed to one exact moment in time. The 2019 celebration for the Patriots' last Super Bowl victory when Rob Gronkowski used the Lombardi Trophy as a baseball bat and dented it, angering the football go- gods. Oh, Maybe we could get one of those like things where you, you like pull it out, you know, like on a card dent. Yeah, you, like, yeah, put yeah, some... yeah. Reverse was the curse. The, was that the one? There was the Rams. I don't know. I, I don't thought it was before that. Yeah, I think I, it was I, for some reason, I thought it was before it too. I but it, I do yeah. like the fifty-one. I do one. like those kinds of. Emails. I think it, I think it might have been the fifty-one one. Yeah, yeah. Because it was at Fenway Park. It wasn't here. Play. Oh yeah, it was at yeah. Fenway. He did yeah. the one he didn't even play for. That that little video that we put up in twenty-four hours had two point four million views. Oh baby, yeah. Well, of him was, denting it? Of oh, him yeah. denting it. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good you know what he did, right? Oh, yeah. No, oh, I've okay. seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, Michael's in Vermont. What's up, Michael? Michael. Michael. Are you in Vermont? <laughs> He's not there. All right. We'll go to Jesse in New Bedford. What's up, Jesse? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey. Hey, Jesse. Hey, how you doing? Um, I'm going to kind of talk to you guys about something. I came across something about X where... I know everybody's down on Mac. I know Evan, which I'm surprised, had embraced the tank the other day. But I got a little thing to compare with you guys, if you hear me out for a second. Yeah. Now, everybody was saying the same thing about Tua three years ago. And, I, and I'll give you the comparison. They, they had, they had um, Devontae Parker. Devonte Parker as his number one receiver. He had Mike Gusecki as his tight end. Coach Flores, New England head coach, as his head coach. Chad Say was his OC. What did they do? As the media, the fan base wanted to his head. They said he was garbage. He was a bust. Mm. What did they do? The Not owner, accurate. He, he fires Flores. He brings in Mike McDaniels. He, he brings in, he, he drafts Waddle. They bring in Tyreek Hill. And all of a sudden, he's an MVP candidate. So there's no way, nobody can't tell me, you, you cannot do that with Mac Jones, where when they ask Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith, who they were to have as a quarterback before they could even finish the question, they said Mac Jones. I'm not saying he's playing great. Playing I'm not hits. saying you can you can win uh, this. Uh, he can he can elevate everybody, but he can do what two is doing. I know that for a fact. He's no, just got to build. You don't know him. it for a fact because you've never seen him do it. But I, I, I've never seen him do it. But I'm comparing it with Tua. Everybody is yeah. calling Tua. So I'll home. compare apples to apples with Tua. They were both at Alabama together with all kinds of talent, and Nick Saban didn't think it the way you do. And Brian Flores okay, Ma- Brian Flores Ma- lost faith in Tua because he couldn't stay healthy and kept removing him from games. There's a difference between okay, everybody you, wanted his head. That's not what happened. Okay, he couldn't stay on the yeah, field. Yeah, but you, can, you, can't, you can't deny the, the similarities with the two quarterbacks and the situation and the mentality of the media and the fan base. All I can tell you is that even now there's a strong backing of Mac Jones because he has nothing around him. In in Miami, they were all over Tua yep. because he couldn't stay healthy. No one ever said no, I, what you're saying about Tua. They're saying that oh, he, they he were. he's they not were. he's not the answer. He's too small. He's fragile. And I still think a lot of those questions are, exist for Tua. He's small no, and he has a concussion history. And I if I was no. Mike McDaniel, that would worry me. Mm-hmm. But when he's on yeah, the field and he plays, he he's played yeah. well, and that was before yeah. he got all those weapons. He all won. Right. All, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is, it just it, it goes a long way for the, for uh, the coach and the owner to build around you. You've got to build his strength. Look what they did with Lamar Jackson. They build around his strength. If you put Lamar Jackson in the Brady offense, everybody.
everybody would be calling him a bust. It would just be a little bit different because he can run around a little bit and make plays. All I'm saying is build around your quarterback's strength. That's what they did with Tua. Now look at him. That's I, I like the spirited defense. I mean, I, I, Thank you, Jesse. I don't disagree with like ninety nine percent of what yeah, he I said. I think they should build around him. Absolutely. I I, I just think that it, it's it's too far gone. Like the moment, like the time has passed to do that. Like Tua was two years into his career, and then in year three, they made all of these changes and got him the weapons and got him Mike McDaniel. You're going into year four with Mac Jones. You have to make a decision on his fifth year option. Then you're going to have to extend him. And like I just, I think that the leash has run out. Like the rookie contract and all these things that we talked about uh, maximizing, the leash has run out. So unless you're telling me that you're going to be able to do all of those things in one offseason, which Miami didn't do, by the way, because they drafted Jalen Waddle first, and then they traded for Tyree Kill the following offseason. So now we're talking about doing all these things in Max fifth-year option. Then we're talking about, well, if he plays well, we're paying him $45 million a year, and then what happens? So I, I just think that you're – your clock has run out on trying to do it the two away, which is the most right. disappointing part. And I would agree, like, they should do more to get more around Mac Jones. Or the next guy. Yep. Oh, yes. I, I, I'm all for trying to get better on offense. I'm not arguing with that part of it. I'm just saying this, like a lot of Patriots fans, this uh, Jesse in New Bedford, is completely dismissing Tua's role in their success. And I think that the guy is pretty good. I think he is clearly better than Mac Jones. I agree. I think he was better than Mac Jones in college. He's better than Mac Jones in the pros. I agree 100%. I mean, I just I, – I don't know why Tua has this relationship. I think everything you said was true. Concussion history, certainly. But he's he's done more for me than I've ever seen Mac do with some of the passes that he's made that just leave me shaking my head. He's I, an excellent they player. Have, they have excellent weapons. It's in like just undeniable. Yeah. Waddle and Hill – He's an MVP guy. I mean, <clears throat> Waddle and Hill are tremendous. Right they don't have a good offensive line. I mean, he, the, the one guy they brought in for the offensive line really hasn't played. I, I think, Teron Armstead. Mm-hmm. He's been hurt. They brought in Isaiah Wynn. That was the guy you couldn't wait mm-hmm. to get rid of. I, I think, you know, Guard. Tua, like I said, he's really impressed me. The accuracy, the anticipation. Um, I compare it a little bit to Drew Brees. Uh, he's really done well. And, and listen, look at what he did at Alabama. Yeah. You know, when Jalen Hurts wasn't playing well in that championship game. Right. And they put him in at halftime, and he wins the game for them. As a freshman without yeah. having played. That's yeah. that's that's big balls right I, there. I mean, I'm I, sorry, but that's that's something. Now, we can all argue how good would Mac Jones be if he had weapons. And I think that's a legitimate, he, he, he would a be legitimate better. conversation. And I think he would be better. Yep. I don't think he would look like Tua. Yeah. He I'm would, not even sure he would look like Brock Purdy. Yeah. But he'd be better. There's no doubt. He'd be better. How good would he be, though? Is he is he the guy that attention. Evan says you want to extend and pay forty five million dollars? And that's the big question. Evan's yeah. got the because that's yeah. what you're going to have to do. The whole for your quarterback the problem Evan has. Like yeah. you have to figure out what you're going to do down the road. Yeah. Now I'm just worried that it could it be better? Absolutely. Like put, it, will it, it? It will be better. It would be yeah. better, no doubt about it. But I. I worry about like the David Carr thing. Like, did, have they just ruined him? Right. Like, and at that point, it could it will look better because the playmakers will elevate him and make plays for him. But is he ever going to be good enough to get it to that next step? Or you know, can he be put back together mentally, physically? You know, his his footwork, his processing, like his decision making, like his he, attitude, right? All like of everything it. that goes into it. Like I think sometimes. Some quarterbacks are made to look better than they are because they're just loaded with intangibles. And I think 
his intangibles aren't great. You can't quantify it, but I don't think that his handling of the adversity over the last year plus now has been the, great. The Not what of, you're looking yeah, for from your quarterback. The sad thing about it is the one thing that they said that he had in that quarterback class was the pro readiness and you know the ability you know the cerebral part of it yeah i think and, he does uh, but we're not seeing that oh no i think that's we're seeing happy feet under pressure well, but and that's, he's and beaten not, down now that's, yeah that's physical but not now. surveying the field and that it's, whole yeah, thing but, but i think broke back mountain yeah, oh, you blew it, Mike. <laughs> I had my one chance. Uh, I just say that's why you have to like, be like Fred and practice in front of a mirror. <laughs> yeah. Paul, appreciate it though. I mean, with two of the funny thing for me is like I just honestly had to get used to watching him play lefty, like a lefty quarterback. Well, I get feel used like it to it because we're going to have Michael Penix next year. <laughs> I, like that, like took a while. I'm like, just it looks weird, it, but somehow the ball is exactly where it needs it, to be. It just it's it's Strange. crazy. That that yeah. that video they have online where they flipped it and they like put a mirror of him throwing right. And in, I do think and it looked perfectly for normal. That blew my mind. Part of I do think that what McDaniel has done, McDaniel, um, I think it is very much catered to his skill set, too. Like, it's one thing to have these great weapons. What's wrong with that? But he, I think that the things that they accentuate in that offense are things that he does really well. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think just anybody would do it. I'm not not telling you he's the only guy. He's not the most talented quarterback out there. Not, Not by a long shot. But... I, I I think that he's undersold a little bit. I just in his first two years in the league, I never looked at Tua and said, "Oh, he's broken." Like his footwork's all over Not the place. The Patriots, his sure. decision making's all over the place. He just concussed. He ha- he's yeah. He had some durability issues, and like physically, he's not like the cyborgs that I talk about, like the Allens and the Mahomeses and the Herberts. And so he didn't have the talent around him. And he was kind of just like a, you know, it just didn't, it wasn't as explosive or as dynamic, but I had never watched him and thought like, he doesn't know where to go to the, with the ball. His decision-making is broken. Like I, those are the things that I see with Mac right now that I don't think Tua ever got to. It just wasn't, it just had a ceiling with what they had with Tua in the first couple of years. Uh, let's get back to the phones. We'll go to Michigan. Tony's there. What's up, Tony? Hey guys, how we doing? Good Long time, first time. Thanks. Nice. Um, so wanted to. I just had one kind of quick question. Okay. Um, brought up some more things to touch on. So um, just kind of touching on what you guys are just talking about. I do think Mac is ruined mentally now, um, and I think it happened that night uh, against the Bears um, when you know the whole crowd's cheering for Zappy to come back in. Mm-hmm. Um, and to do. You know, are we having fun yet? How much fun is this rebuild? Poor Mike. Oh, okay. We can get. We can move on. From that. All right. I'm the only one. I didn't. I didn't think it was going to be. I didn't think it was going to be this miserable. I didn't think it'd be this bleak. But yeah, I, but hey, but hey, real quick, stop, real quick. Are you? Are you? Would you be excited? New coach, top five pick. Would that? Would that be fun for you at all? Or are you going to be miserable through that too? Oh, 100%. I'd be with it. Um, I'd be with a long-term rebuild, too. I'm fine with being terrible for a while. Um, You know, at the time that they let Brady go, I was kind of, you know, not that I wanted Brady to go, but I was kind of with you that it was, you know, an exciting, you know, let's see what happens. It's, <laughs> it's like jumping off a cliff. Oh, like, look at that. He was, no! he was actually yeah. with you. He was with you. Yeah. Um, and I also, I was the Anthony in Taylor who won the trivia question. Oh, nice. I can confirm I'm not in Taylor. I'm in Michigan. Okay. Uh, All right. Well, big day for you. Don't give Congratulations. up. The day, yeah, Tony, yeah. the day ain't over and yet. So, <laughs> you got time. The last, the actual question that I had was, um, so do you think the current state of the team is due to Bill 
thinking that he's actually making the correct moves to build a competitive team in the modern NFL, or do at the pressure from Robert to field a consistently competitive team and get back to the playoffs kind of, you know, made Bill say, well, I'll just do all these stopgap signings and these Band-Aid veterans and, you know, we're such we'll coach him up to be playoff competitive, but he actually knows deep down that this isn't a team that's talented enough to compete. Um, and so I'll just leave it at that and take it off. Okay. Um, it's a fair question. It's like, a great so, question. So is ownership, you know, still in win-now mode, and he's making moves to try to appease that while also looking to the future or, you know, to in spite of the future? I don't know. I you know I'm very question. confused by the question. You know, like then why would you draft a guard in the first round? Right. I, like, you know why do you would think, you know? Yeah. Do, you, do you think you know we don't know obviously, but I'm asking what people think that going into this season in training camp, do you think Bill said this is not a contender in his mind? No. No. I I think he felt like they could. I think Robert's comments in the off season would certainly indicate that they felt they were better than most people thought they were going to be. Yep. Right. So I don't I don't look at either side of that. I, I think Bill obviously is seventy one years old. He has some urgency to win. You know? And Robert's in his eighties. You know, he probably would like one more shot. Yeah. You know, before he turns it over to, to Jonathan. So I, I can understand both of those guys still being in win now mode. And it just hasn't been a great rebuild from yeah. from, from Brady. Yep. It's the draft picks, and I mean, it's just I I don't I mean I think we have a lot, of, and there's a lot in this question. I think it's good. Yeah, it was you good, know, was it was good to chew on? You know, I mean, I think some of it I must connect to like Nikhil Harry of it all, where it's you know going with him over the AJ Browns or the Debo's of the world. You know, like that signifies the big guy and what we want. And then you have the Edelman comments of like he didn't look like a first rounder, and so it's you know to me I'm finding my thought process going to like was he too attached to an old style and should he have been more had more foresight into what direction the league was going and has been going for a long time frankly you know and that they were able to you know as everybody says use the human spackle to kind of keep you in those shootouts when they did happen against Kansas City and you know you knew you had that gear in the back pocket because you had Tom but you know really if you stuck another quarterback in there would you have really had that gear in those games like you know maybe you would have won other games where you're able to tough guys out and we're, we're running over them and those kind of things but right. you know I, I think that that's what it really boils down to as much as Tom covered up a lot I think it really came to the forefront when you got in those games where you had to score a lot of points well, and he just went berserker but in, in terms of the rebuild that he was talking about you know I remember before Tom left but toward the end we would have the discussion people would say well, Brady Lee's you're gonna suck yeah. And we're like, maybe, but it doesn't have to be that way. You know, when you lose your best quarter, you don't have to suck. There, you know, you, there is it the other alternative road that you go down where you're okay. Like, you, yeah. you're not as good as you were when you had the greatest player ever, but it doesn't necessarily mean you have to suck. I would say people that, it, that said that at the time probably looked at the roster and said, this is a guy who's dragging every ounce of yeah. success. But out of this team. But maybe, you know, you know he leaves and you realize, 18, okay, we can't know. rely on the quarterback. We need to boost yeah. the roster. Unfortunately, the series of, you know, 
things that have happened since Brady left have been bad moves and right. you know I mean I, I but think it, it, the kill Harry thing is oh that it, was well, terrible and, and it's me, a, well, but it's a great focal point but well, think about me, think about Dominic Easley yeah, well, that was terrible while well, Brady was here and they overcame it you know I got such a good point no <laughs> we couldn't write it but I feel like you could write this as just a, through the lens of his first round picks go right through those first round picks from like whatever 15 16 17 chart that and say why did they pick this guy what direction was the league headed and what did he give them and you know I think that that I mean I don't want to pound the draft too because like you have to be able to hit in free agency but I just think the the selection of Isaiah Wynn an undersized guy that might be a guard a running back Sony Michelle not even that explosive you can make an argument you know, like, that they missed every year since Hightower and in, in, um, Jones yeah until Gonzalez yeah and then he got hurt in four games and then he got hurt <laughs> yeah that's it you I mean, know, not and, and, not, and they're it, not but. all like colossal. Like Dominic Easley was a bust, right? You know, Malcolm Brown played, but yeah. I, I would say, meh, that's a miss. You know, Isaiah Wynn played, but I would say that's a miss. You know, and then Nikhil Harry, bust. There is no other it's, definition. It's like bust. Other, other than Hightower and Jones, like the real game changers that they got over the years were kind of not dumb luck, but. Somewhat just dumb luck, like Gronk worked out, Edelman worked out. Like, yeah, that's what know? I always wonder. Part of is it is like, law of averages. You're right. It's like what would have happened in the 2010s if Edelman doesn't come out of nowhere as a seventh round pick, and Gronk's back doesn't hold up as long as it did, and like they are in a situation like would they then have gone after weapons? Like would they, you yeah. know, and like they did make the Brandon Cooks trade, I guess, but like then they got rid of him the very next year instead of giving him a contract extension. So like would they have been more aggressive? Like they and they got I don't want to use the word lucky with Gronk because that, they identified him in the second yeah. round and they drafted him in the top 50 and they, they made the pick. But, but and, I get what, what Mike is saying. Yeah, like A in, lot of other people I did that too but couldn't pick him right. because they didn't have Bill's gravitas. Right, and like a bunch of like, you know, if that is like what they're trying to do again now is like they're hoping that Demario Douglas hits in the sixth round or Tyquan Thornton hits in the second round and these picks are not working out and – it just, it does. You don't just always stumble into it that way. Like it doesn't always just like it's not going to always work out for I, you that way. I think you got a little glimpse of it in early 2013, where after Welker had left and you had Gronk coming off an injury, so I don't think he was available early in the season. You brought in Amendola, who got banged up in that first game where they pulled out a miracle against the Bills, and Edelman wasn't Edelman yet, and you you saw like who they were bringing in. Thompson like, you know, and Tompkins, You draft right? Thompson, you, you pick up Kenbrell Tompkins, who's the guy with the, the, the Colts guy with the with the visor that played a little bit in 2013. Austin Colley. So, Austin Colley. You know, like, I, I think you're right, Evan, in that if those guys hadn't emerged, if Gronk hadn't come back and given them what he gave them in, you know, 2014, 2016, or 2015, you know, those – those ones where he was such a big part of the championship, I think it would have been similar to this pretty quick by like 14, 15 if you don't have Edelman and, and, and Amendola and those guys emerging. And, and I just think like the the landscape, and this is like where my whole thing comes in with like the, the you know, the approach, the philosophy. You know, guys like a Gronkowski that are that talented and that good – that they go so much earlier now and they're worth so much more to teams. Like you don't, you don't just get uh, Julian Edelman in the seventh round anymore. Like that just doesn't normally happen like it does because receivers go much earlier in the draft because they're more valuable in today's NFL. Or if, you know, you have guys like that, like Edelman 
and, and Gronk, you know, signed that contract, what, like, right when he was eligible, right? Like, two years into it or something like that. Like, that, like Gronkowski in today's NFL is $25 million player. Like, that, they're not going to pay Gronkowski $25 million a year. And so, Another like, they're often overlooked portion of this. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, all those guys, and I, I think uh, Mr. Kraftlick even said it on, like, that that recent news interview or radio interview he did recently about you know how, how Brady did take less money to, to play for the Patriots to like that doesn't that's not happening anymore like all these guys are getting paid top dollar so if Gronkowski if you fast forward his career 10 years later like are the Patriots paying him 30 million dollars a year to catch passes from does Tom Brady to, does he get to a second contract yeah yeah uh Eldred's in North Carolina what's up Eldred Hey, fellas, how y'all doing, ladies, if it's going down? <laughs> no. Uh, Evan? Actually, Faith's here. Yes. Welcome to my world. I've been saying that for years. And, Paul, I love you and Fred's fight on uh, uh, Great Moments of PU. Yeah. But you're right, Paul. I know. You're right about Strange. <laughs> I called him a bust. Y'all laughed at me. I called him to kill Harry bust day one of the draft. And well, I told you. In fairness, Andy and I called him a bust. <laughs> During OTAs of yep. his rookie year. <laughs> wow. Oh, okay. We were out. But, uh, soon as, soon as we, he couldn't move. Yeah. Couldn't move, right. He couldn't catch, he couldn't get open then, he couldn't get open in the NFL. That's what I kept saying. But my question is this, okay? Nobody ever thought about this one, though, but let's say end of the year, Mr. Kraft tells uh, BB, you got another chance to do this. We're drafting the top five. What do you think he'd do with that pick? I'm going to tell you what I, I know you'll do. Pray down to get value picks and think you build a team up from there. That's my, that's my option. What do you think you'll do? What do you think about that, well, though, Eldred? Would you be pissed if he I did that? I'd be pissed as hell. Yeah. Of the whole thing. And I'm like you, Fred. I'm not kidding you, uh, 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 Paul. Tear it down. Start over scratch. You know, none of his system, none of that. And, uh, Evan, I agree with you. You give him a top five quarterback. He won't trade him right because he ain't treated what you call right. And and like I said once before, and y'all laughed at me about this, when a great quarterback leaves the team, and I gave you five examples, the team always goes down, and the coach still be there. And it's still it's the quarterback, not the coach. And y'all laughed at me, but proof's in the proof pulling with our team. Cowboys did it. Steelers went through it until they got Ben. Dolphins going through it. Cowboys ain't been back yet. You know, so – Proof's in the pudding. Thank you. you All right. Day. Thanks, Eldred. Well, you can't argue, right? I am <clears throat> definitely worried about not just, like, the coaching of the quarterback himself, but is he just going to put the next quarterback in with Vidarian Lowe as his right tackle and Devontae Parker as his number one receiver and, like, just do the same roster building around the quarterback all over again because that, that's what you're doing if you draft another quarterback you're hitting the reset button on the whole thing like you're restarting the clock on the rookie contract and you're starting from scratch and I I, I have like more confidence in him coaching the quarterback and doing the whole like you know Belichick you know magic eight ball thing of like what's gonna happen you know what the defenses are gonna do and this that and the other thing but like is he gonna put the talent around the quarterback necessary for Drake May to succeed or Michael Penix to succeed like he didn't with Mac. So, like, why am I believing that he will? I don't know where they're going to end up, but I just I feel like there's going to be so much more to put together, put back together than just Mac or the quarterback or, you know, like it's 
if this season continues on this trajectory, you're going to have to restore trust, restore belief in the system, and it's just it's hard for me to see how that happens unless there's significant moves made. Uh, Spee and Fresno writes in, uh, Fred asked Christian in Attleboro, is this Chris with a T-I-A-N? The poor guy says yes, because that's how his name is spelled. And Fred's like, no, it isn't. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Evan has mentioned tanking happens from the GM on up. Frankly, I have no idea what's in Bill's head. Maybe Bill is so confident that he believes he has time to rebuild again and still catch Shula. Maybe his contract allows for such a scenario in ways we don't know. I think it's highly unlikely Bill is tanking. But if he was, wouldn't it look much like it does? What moves on or off the field do you look at and say, if they were tanking, you wouldn't expect to see that? I'm seeing more that fits a tank than doesn't. But, of course, it could just be that the program sucks now. (laughs) I think think that's like the only way that you can look at it in a positive light is that he knows that they were going to be bad. And so, like, you know. Starting Vidarian low at right tackle and not doing anything to make Again, it better yeah. is just Again, like, I like, don't I don't think that they're they have a lot of telltale signs of tanking because and I've gone through this ad nauseum. It's not an effort thing, QT. it's a personnel thing. So I'm not gonna go through that whole thing. But I think they still tend to you know, like first month of the season Adrian Phillips wasn't playing that much. Now all of a sudden he's playing more and Mapu plays nothing. Like I think you would be turning it over as many times as you could to young, unproven players yeah. when you had an option. What you if know? those young, unproven players are better? Like, what if you think they're better in practice than the – So oh. now you're going deep dive. <laughs> I, 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 listen, I don't – Because this is – because, like, to the – was it Spee or whoever emailed in that, that said that? Like, that's – that's when I say that tanking starts at the top, like, those are the types of decisions that you make where it's like, you know, we're not – we're not playing the best players or we're not getting the best players because you're because you're, you know what else you're, you're not doing you're not immediately activating a veteran like riley reef of off of ir if you're tanking no i don't think the patriots are tanking no no, no. I, I, I just, i'm just saying like that's those are the examples i'm talking about like if you're tanking yeah verdarian lowe's playing but you you, you would have found a way to get tyrone wheatley on the field too mm. and you didn't and you know, I, listen, it's a flawed roster, so there's not a lot of examples. Arizona got rid of everybody, and they just let all of these unproven guys play. They have guys that I've never even heard of playing in Arizona, like literally names I don't even remember going through in the draft process. I'm yeah. sure you and, and, and Alex do. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not making fun of you. You yeah. definitely have a wider breadth of prospects than I do, but I don't even remember these guys in like these recent drafts. Is, is there a financial component, too, do you think, of like guys who have certain – playing you know playtime things or escalators or are we now like so Trent Trent Brown will be one of those guys like you're not going to bench him and then subject yourself to that criticism um if he's healthy you know if he's not healthy he's not healthy that's different but he has played playtime incentives that you know you you owe it to him to give him an opportunity to reach that's a good point uh Dan's in Michigan what's up Dan hey guys um we expected or the widespread expectation with O'Brien coming in was that the offense would be better. It obviously has not. Now, some of that obviously is due to the pieces that are involved, but it seems that it goes beyond the pieces in terms of O'Brien not having as much success as we expected. You know, there's been some decision-making that's questionable, you know, throwing it on third, second and third and short, um, running for it on third and long, you know, second and third and long. Um, why do you think that uh, O'Brien hasn't had more of an impact um, on the offense? Why we haven't seen more success, more of the success that we expected from him? 
I just think it's simply talent players. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually like I. Thanks, Dan. I think we get like not to pick on Dan, but like I think we get way too caught up in play calling. Like, you know, like I think it matters in certain spots of the game and certain moments of the game and things like that. But like everybody gets all, you know. Alex and I argue about this on Catch Twenty Two all the time. Why are they throwing it on third and one? Yeah. Well, because they got a look that makes yeah. them, that say that throwing it here is better than than running it. Like it's not. Yeah. It, I, unfortunately, we haven't really got had enough to judge O'Brien on like those moments. You yeah. know, like right now, the, the talent is just not good enough. Yeah, I think now you need to see him though start to maybe just try to figure out a way yeah. to manufacture points. Like, can I somehow? Go, can I go Billy O apologist for a second? Sure. Um, and I listen. I it is what it is. They haven't been any more successful offensively than they were last year. I'm not trying to use revisionist history, but I I do think that they they have faced a fair amount of really good defenses so far. Um, and it's a small sample because you only played six games. Yeah. Sunday was the first game that I thought really, you know, in the last five. Philly, I thought it was, was a promising start. Then they kind of went, ugh. But Sunday, I thought it looked a little bit more like, okay, I, I saw some of these games last year. Mm-hmm. And not coincidentally, it was against the first defense. You know, it was the Raiders this year. It was Detroit last year. You know, those are the, you know, the game. Green Bay had a terrible defense last year. Um, when, when they played them early in the year, they kind of got better. Um, I think, you know, 17, 24 points, that's kind of what they've been. Yeah. Now, the threes and the zeros, they're like, what are we doing? But Dallas and, and New Orleans are pretty good defensively. Now, they shouldn't be shutting you out. I'm not trying to right, – I'm only NFL. apologizing so far. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think if they played that caliber of defense on a regular basis last year, you would have had some really, really bad games just like you did. I, right. d- I think the design of the offense, too, like is just significantly more advanced and better. Like I'm not even just talking about like necessarily like the actual play design itself, but just like the answers involved in the offense, like you know the the answers for the quarterback, like that you know the throw to Zeke on on Sunday where they get a blitz and they block it incorrectly, but he still has a hot to get the ball out, and so he doesn't get destroyed. You know the the answers for the receivers, the stacks and the bunches and the motions and like things like it's definitely just a completely different conversation the one thing that i like think that billy o hasn't brought it back is like the discipline like in terms of you know like running routes correctly all the time uh you know the penalties this procedural stuff like you know he said it uh on tuesday and i thought both of his answers are really good and you know he said he called the start of the game with the two penalties ridiculous and like you could tell that it was just like he wanted to use a different word but he used ridiculous and then he used the delay. He said the delay of game on the last drive of the game was terrible. And he was like, those are things that we just absolutely have to stop doing. Mark's in San Francisco. What's up, Mark? You're the last caller. Yeah, hey. Um, so, <clears throat> okay. I'm new to a team that is experiencing tanking or talking about tanking. So, forgive the maybe very basic question, but I've seen a lot of. You know, beat writers and and people talk about trading them, trading away pretty much everybody. Um, and I was just wondering what the point is of that. Or no one's talking about you know keeping foundational players. Well, um, you... I understand you know getting rid of an expensive player, um, but we have a lot of cap space next year, um, and so and we need good players if you're you know want to 
continue, you know, try to be good in the future. So I, I guess I. Well, I it depends on who you're talking about. You. Like, if it's a good player who is at the end of the contract, you're like, okay, is this guy going to be the long, you know, part of our foundation? So it's and it's not so much freeing up cap space money; it's getting draft assets. So even if they're fifth round picks, sixth round picks. You're building ammunition in the event that you want to move right. up and make a move. So, and, and Mark, yeah. one of the things is a lot of people, myself included, uh, and all of us on the show, we give a, a, a long list of names of possibilities. You know, the Hunter Henrys, the, the Kyle Duggars, the Jalen Millses, uh, Josh Uche. Kendrick Bourne. Right, Kendrick Bourne. I don't think anybody would suggest they're going to trade like a half dozen players. Right. You take out of that group one, maybe two, and as Fred said, if you can get a sixth-round pick – and then you, you know, so you add, you know, two or three day three picks, maybe you can package those and get into day two with them yeah. somehow. You know, like, I think that's the thought process. But no one would, would suggest they're going to take all of these guys all entering the last year of their contract and trade them all because you're not going to get anything no. for yeah. all of them. And, and it's not really it's just like if, if, if a team, it. a contender like, uh, you know, Kansas City Thanks, needs Mark. receiver help or something like that, calls and offers you a second yeah. round pick for Kendrick Bourne, you have to do it. <laughs> like you have to take that trade. Some yeah. team that might just look like they need some depth and pass rush goes yeah. for, for Uche. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. th- those are the kinds of deals that I think would make some sense. The one guy that I think could get you something, unfortunately, is hurt. Like, if you wanted to trade Judon, yeah. Yeah. I think you might be able to get something for him. But that's going to be an offseason trade if they do it. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Patriots Unfiltered. Uh, get ready for the playbook with John Rook. They're up next. Step inside. Got a lot of emails that we didn't get to. Maybe John will uh, in his show. We'll be back tomorrow at noon. See you then. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.